0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: And Wallop, we're live. Welcome to the Den Debate. It's been a while, boys. It's been a while. Us three, the dream team, reunited. <laughs> Why do I look so fucking red? I look like a lobster. Um, Kenny and Henry from the No One Likes to Talking podcast. Thanks for joining me, boys.
0: Even Dan. Even Kenny.
1: Lots and lots to talk about. And Kenny's got a crab and lobster fish pie in the oven. What else is it?
2: <laughs> I've got a lobster crayfish and crab macaroni cheese. Jeez.
1: Answers in the comments where you think he bought it, because we know the answer. But, boys, loads to talk about. Loads and loads. Of course, the January transfer window is open. So let's crack straight on and we're going to start I was going to say with the bad news but not all bad in my opinion. The cup defeat we're at the cup, beaten by the Nigels up the road after a gallant effort from the boys Henry you was at the game, Kenny you wasn't but you did watch it Um, so let's go to someone who wasn't at the game because I was as well. Ken, thoughts on the game?
2: Yeah I was, um, I quite enjoyed watching the game actually. I was um, I think that every single time we we get in the cup and we get a a big opposition i think the the fans turn out um, and i think the players turn up and and i don't think that was any different um this year round to to every other year i think that the boys put in a an amazing performance um and actually there was a there was a lot of positives to take out of that. well you couldn't take any i couldn't take a negative out of it um with the players that's for sure um, and you also found out a lot about the likes of um, Billy Mitchell, <clears throat> uh, Danny McNamara, the the real Millwall boys of our team, um, and what it means to Millwall. Um, and to me, that was a bit that was a big, big positive watching the
1: game. Yeah, mate. Look, we've lost the last two games, back to back defeats. I okay, was expected to lose the past. We've conceded five goals, but I've been full of praise for the team because. All I want is a bit of entertainment for my money. I want to. We're not going to go up. We can't go down. That's all I really care about. So as long as they give everything, and I feel like they put a shift in, then I'm happy. And like you said, you know, everyone was everyone was good in my opinion. The, the one minor thing I picked out was that you know Malone got exposed once for the goal, twice. That's when he should have changed it, rather, but he didn't because he reacts to going behind before he'll do it at level. But couldn't fault them, especially as you say, the Millwall homegrown talent really shone against. Better opposition, H. What did you think,
0: mate? Uh, I thought I thought George Savile had a great game. Actually, yeah, he's, he's taking a lot of grief, even though I think he's being played out of position. Um, I thought it's interesting. You can't fault any of them. I, th- I thought Billy Mitchell showed his grit and determination because I thought he struggled a bit. To be honest with you, to get to grips with that midfield. I mean, we we're a bit overrun in midfield anyway, right? But he stuck mm-hmm. in there and showed his grit and determination and really come into the game in the last 20 minutes. And obviously, his cross at the end there could have gone any, in anywhere. Could could have been like the uh, the Everton game, couldn't it, a few so years unlucky. ago. So, very unlucky. I love the fact the rain was coming down. I love the fact everyone was boozed up and in the blue from like 10 in the morning. I mean, I went in the blue anchor and couldn't even get in there. And it was, it was you know, before opening. So, I don't know what was going on in Bermondsey. But, yeah, loads of aggro, loads of atmosphere, loads of you know, Palace fans smashing up seats, throwing chairs. Great, great atmosphere. Um, I just, I didn't think when I saw the starting team that we potentially would have enough quality. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to dig him out, but someone like Alex Pierce, who I thought actually had a really good game, did the best with his abilities. But crikey, those Palace players <coughs> were strong and fit and quick. And, he, you know, he did well to hang in there with them. But when I saw that team, I thought, oh, f- you know, a few of us have seen Alex Pierce. Towards the end of last season, certainly when I think back to games like the Bournemouth game and, uh, God, do I dare I even mention the Coventry game, you know he was really exposed and actually did pretty well. You know, I mean Sean Hutchison was immense. I've got I've got a single amount, You know, two hundred for appearance or whatever coming, and what a what a performance he had. Mm.
1: Interesting what you just said because I fully agree, and it's weirdly the reason that I was happy with the performance. You said you looked at our team, she so looked at us, thought we might sh- might struggle. Um, and I don't think that we did show a lot of quality because we didn't really get the chance to But what we showed, we did it to the last 20 minutes, although we couldn't see the ball in there. But what we showed is what me and Kenny always say is all we fucking ask for is that, that grit, that determination, that yeah, pressing wire, yeah. flying into tackles. It hasn't got to be spectacular football, Ken, is it? But that's just what we love to see. Yeah, they, that, that's, you know, I don't think anybody
2: expected us to play Crystal Palace and beat them 4 0. You know, if we was to ever win, we knew it would be a tight, we'd nick a goal. <clears throat> when we nick the goal, we probably thought that we'd we'd then sit back and you know, you know, try and keep that lead. But we actually didn't really. Um we've gone one-nil up against teams um very, very recently and sat back immediately.
0: Mm, um, nice,
2: yeah and and then all of a sudden we play Palace and we we seem to still we did press. We didn't press as much after we got the goal. That I suppose that's natural. Um, you know, you're going to protect your lead, but we still showed a lot of fight, a lot of aggression. We were still in their faces, um, and yeah, to me, that's that's all I asked for. Watching watching um, Millwall.
1: Mm. So I think we can all agree. Definitely positives to take. Of course, the youngsters come nice. on towards the end. You know, we got Nana Boateng now, and people around me be going, "Ooh." So I've sort of said for a while he's going to be the next one to come through. Another really good player in the 23s is Sean O'Brien. I'd be surprised if he doesn't come through because he's very talented. But yeah, Tyler Tyler, Tyler Bury or Tyler Berry, call him what you like. Uh, that's one I got wrong because I didn't rate him at all in the 23s. He kept falling over. He was a bit like Fred, would run and run and run, mm-hmm. take on loads of players, but he didn't fall over. But he looked, to me, a class act when he came on. It's so good to see so many of these youngsters coming through. H.?
0: Yeah, well, Gary Rowitz actually said something today uh, on, on News of Den. I was reading just before he came on about what they need to do now to kick on. And it is to come on come on and make an impact. And he's, he named some of those players for coming on and making an impact. You know, Bartang always gets his foot on Billy Mitchell's cross. And like I said, it would have been Bedlam at the Den. And, you know, they would have been needing more than stiffer dogs to keep people off the pitch if that goal had gone in anyway, I tell you. So it's, you know... it. It was. It's mega. It's so good as well. You know, going down there and watching the under twenty threes the other day and seeing some of those players that are coming through and people are excited mm-hmm. talking about Zach Lovelace, obviously. You know, but they need to. You know, it would be great to see them all playing in the same under twenty threes team for like a proportion towards the back end of this season and maybe getting them into some of those preseason friendlies if and when we can have them starting mm-hmm. again next year and and bringing some of them through. But yeah, Tyler really surprised me when he came on. He fearlessly was running at defenders and you know trying to make things happen. So it will be fantastic to see him um, doing likewise, maybe if he gets a chance against Forest on Saturday, coming on later on in the game.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get on to the Forest game a bit later on. We're also going to discuss uh, a lot of what people are asking for. We're going to cover transfers, potential ins and outs. Now, there has been a donation. Christian Bastianelli, you legend. Um, thanks for the donation, man. I'm struggling to find it now amongst the plethora of... There it is. Lions TV, thank you very much. We'll put that towards Kenny's uh lobster <laughs> mac and cheese, which was from Ken, put people out of their misery. Yeah, it was from Lidl's. From Lidl's. there you go. Yeah. You Christian Bastianelli, mate. I doubt there's a Lidl's in um in Belgium, so we just say it's from a <laughs> uh, so if, you don't hear, if
2: you don't hear from me after tonight.
0: Yeah, we know why, mate. <laughs> it's been <laughs> nice knowing
1: you. Wearing wearing you? Yes. But funny, H, <laughs> you just brought me on to another point that I hadn't written down, but I. You, you've nicely jogged my memory. Is that these youngsters? And I, I swear by this. I think COVID's played its part, <clears throat> obviously because you wouldn't see Nana Boateng on that bench. You wouldn't see Zach Lovelace coming on against Coventry. No. You wouldn't see Tyler. You might see Tyler Tyler Bury around it. But I think <clears throat> it's an absolute one thing, one positive to take from COVID. Now, in my mind, and people may not agree, I would possibly pull back. Hayden Muller who hasn't been playing at, at St Johnston or Alex Mitchell, definitely the start of next season. But even this season, these youngsters we got, instead of maybe going out and spending money we haven't got or getting in a loan from a previous, from a club that, you know, a player that's previously played for Gary Rowan in a different, different time of their career, <laughs> which he seems to love to do, we're going to be safe, you know, or, or when we are guaranteed to be safe. I think it's just be stupid. It would be criminal, Ken, to not put these youngsters in, wouldn't it? Surely. And if, look, I'm not saying they're going to make the grade straight away, but, you know, ten games at the end of the season is only going to point them in the right direction, surely.
2: Yeah, I think that you know, like, like you say, if, if if we're not looking like we're playoff contenders, um, you know, we're, we're we're not going to go down. Then what is wrong with, with putting some of these players in? You know, you haven't you haven't got to say, for instance, put Muller and and Mitchell in and start them at every game. But of yeah, you know, if if we're playing a game and I don't know, we're we're drawing one all. And it's the 80th minute. We know it's going to finish one. All you know, <laughs> put one of put one of them put one of them in. You know, but yeah. yeah, I think as you when when you have players like that, you you need to bed them in anyway. So you know, give them five minutes, then give them ten minutes. You know, and just give them a taste. Um, that that few minutes that that Lovelace got the other day, and the few minutes that Boateng got the other day, mm. that will. It's ridiculous, but just being around the first team, um, you know, going and warming up before the game, actually getting on the pitch and being yeah. part of that squad, that will help them no end and mm. and in turn will help the club. So, yeah, uh,
1: okay. you know, uh, you're right what you're saying, and um, oh Jed Wallace is on the stream, but he's asking about Dan Moss. Cheers, Jed. We'll get to you, <laughs> you shortly. Actually, you're next up on the agenda. I know, I know, that Billy, I know that Billy Mitchell. Uh, uh benefit personally from say at first not even playing just fucking being around it being on the coach being in the dressing room is so, could be so beneficial i think a team in our position should definitely isaac alafay joe turner says is another one who's out on loan scoring goals. i was going to
0: mention him yes yes it's the
1: first time in a long time mate, we've had a fucking lot of talent coming through isn't it
0: yeah it is um i guess the last batch was kind of the tomo's you know, Fred's kind of, some some of those guys coming through. But this this has got, yeah, this has got, feels like it's got a lot more potential. And fair play to Gary Rowett for getting these players out on loan and doing that. I felt like Harris didn't always do that. But actually, at that lower league, I think you can blood players a bit easier in League One than you can in the Championship. Championship's a big step up, more much more physical. Um, much, you know, and you could see that by watching the under-23s the other day, you know, Zach Lovelace has got a bit of presence about him and could knock people. He, he can't do that against defenders, you know, in in, in the championship, not yet. Anyway, you know, he's, he's he looks like he's gonna build himself into quite a strong lad. Mm. But uh, you don't know. He didn't did look think... out of
1: place physically, did he, the other day? Nah, 15, right? I, I don't think so.
0: Um again, but it's that exertion you have to you have to give time and time again to get to that same level, which I think could potentially knacker someone who's not quite as fit as some of those professionals eating all of their you know, matrix, bars and all that nonsense. But um, mm. the one thing I would caution, and and I'll just, I think back to Sid Nelson, and I think there were a few mistakes made around him, you know, and obviously we've we got a different management side and a much better setup now, but it's all when a good throwing people in, but you can lose confidence and it can kill you pretty damn quickly as well. So you've got to make sure, as Kenny quite rightly says, Finding the right moments in those games that, inverted commas, might become like dead rubbers at the end of the season. It's one-all. You've got 10 minutes, son. What have you got to lose? Go out and just run at them. See what happens. A bit like what happened when Tyler came on. No one was expecting anything. Have a free hit and do that. Whereas, you know, if you're still in contention and playing in a game, like, and I always think back to to the tension that we had. At the Sheffield United away game a few years ago, when you know we were eighth, they were ninth, and it was literally almost like a six pointer to get into the playoffs. So it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you know, Zampa the Lions, not the
1: example of the line, probably, well, hopefully, Cherno Samba, Tommy Ty, Kevin Braniff, where all the next big things <laughs> and Branniff. did nothing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very true, mate. It's very true. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think, I think yeah. the way footballs approach these in this day and age from then, I know it wasn't a million years ago, but. I think it's a lot more goes into the diet, a lot more goes into the care of the players and nurturing and right. And we, we're definitely doing something right in that area, aren't we? Without an absolute shadow of a doubt. But okay, so that's the Palace game, done and dusted. We all we're happy with it as a whole. Positives to take from a whole. The only thing I don't, you know, hope is, and I've put this in my preview, but it goes out tomorrow. But I filmed it this morning. We got to maintain what we did against Palace. We can't go back to. You know, reacting in back and consolidating and against Forrest. We can't, if we're going to make the playoffs, which Steve Lees and myself are convinced we won't, he says anyone still talking about playoffs is mad. Around 41 points for 22 games required to give these youngsters a chance from now until the end of the season. I couldn't agree more, Steve, but Rao won't do it at this point. There's no way, not until maybe March time he might try some of that. But, I mean, look, I'd look to do it now. I think I we're mean- comfortable.
0: But also, I'd just say, Steve, as well, it's a terrible division this year, the Championship. I was it's, going to say that. As well. I think that's shucking. another... Everyone's challenge. beating each other. We're going to speak in a minute about Forest and their form. But, like, if you were a betting man, you just every, every year you can't bet on a Championship anyway. And I think it is, don't get me wrong, I totally agree. I think it's such a long shot because we are... Well, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season, right? We thought we were 10 goals short of making the playoffs. Unless we bring in... A, a miracle man or Tom Bradshaw continues doing what he's doing. I hope he does. You know, we need, we do, we would need something special but honestly, if we could just get out, get our wins at the den, turn it into a fortress, Yeah, it's a terrible division this year. Hmm.
1: A lot of comments about uh, Bradshaw is obviously on the new contract. There's <laughs> one there on Matt Smith to Wigan. That, that is a no-go. That was a rumour and nothing more. Good. Ballard we'll potentially <laughs> coming back but um <laughs> Your your man, Massio, But next on the agenda, we've talked about Palace. We've talked about youngsters. Now let's talk about someone with a bit of experience, our main man, our talisman, Jed Wallace. I couldn't believe when I saw it. I mean, I've heard loads of rumours, but to get here, something concrete from Sky Sports. Breaking news, Jed Wallace signs a pre-contract agreement or has agreed to sign one with Besiktas. Ken, what was your initial reaction?
2: No, oh, it's, it's it's so mixed with Jed. Like, there's there's no disputing that he has been absolutely fantastic for our club, um, and I don't think there's no disputing that he's 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 a good player. He's a very good player. However, my argument has always been with Jed. He is not just Millwall. Like, he's not. We don't have to have Jed on our team to be a good team. Um, and sometimes I feel I feel like that is the case, you know. So if Jed ends up having a bad game, we end up having a bad game... The, yeah, the, Jed,
1: you know, the, you're, you're spot on and I got sucked hmm. into that a little bit as well. I started to believe, you know, if Jed doesn't perform, we've got no chance. And I think it's been a little bit of a blessing. I know, look, of course we want him, but it's been a little bit of a blessing in disguise that it's given the other, other players the opportunity to try and, you know... I mean, I don't think Bradshaw and 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 Phobie's and partnership was what it was while Jed was in the team, was it? I think it's quite a new no, development. Yeah. And,
2: and also what What you actually do is you give somebody else the opportunity and look look how calm and collective ojo looks on the ball in that ten mm. um uh, 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 granted we, we said this in the WhatsApp group we about the um he's playing against a, a different level of, of player which will give him more time on the ball in the palace game um which is what he needs but jed Wallace would never have done any anything that Ojo did, if that makes sense. And also, his his delivery is is much better than Jed's. So, I know he's going to say it quite heavy-hearted, but I don't have a problem with Jed going. I'd like to get some money for him. Um, however, you know, if he's got a pre-contact agreement, love to have him in the team till the end of the season. However, I don't think it's the, it's the end of Millwall when Jed Wallace goes. and I, And I think that we will... Actually, we'll start improving more when he goes, mm. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. 100%. You're spot on what you're saying. So like, oh, I got sucked into that little bit like, well, if Jed don't play well, we don't play well. It's quite a, a um, narrow minded view, isn't it? But say oh, it's easy to get sucked into it. H, hey, um, Ken said then, just leads me on to what I wanted to ask you your opinions as you see it. He said, we'd like to get some money for Jed. Of course, we would. What's this whole Besiktas Forest situation as you as you see it, just from your perspective? It hasn't got to be, you know, what is actually happening from your opinion. I mean, I thought that Besiktas have offered something. I suspect that Jed's agent was involved in that press release, or maybe even our club was to try and force Forest to up their bid, and they had bid. That's just that's just the feeling I was getting. From, I mean, where do you think he could end up?
0: I mean, again, this is you know I spoke to uh, you know one of our former chairmen about about this very thing not that long ago about you know re-signing players. How difficult is it for us to get an extension to Jed's contract, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And he just said, you know, this is exactly the kind of thing that they'll do. They'll get some random non-committal agreement with a club, and then you know that that will flush out the real interest and you know there have been so many different teams linked with him but when Besiktas came through I was like I mean that is quite random they're not even doing particularly well in the Turkish league when I look them up I think they're about yeah. eighth and you know a million points off winning the championship this year Although, but their players are on a lot of money um, and he's at that point in his career where it's you know excuse the phrase but shit or bust so he's either got to go no I'm full in with Millwall we can take the ne- take a step up to the next level with this team and I can get paid or I need to go and, you know, go somewhere. I'm 27. I've only got one career. I'm running out of time. I've done a lot of good at this football club. He's raised his profile above and beyond, you know, head and shoulders yes. where he could go. I mean, you know, I heard about Celtic. I heard about Rangers. I thought they were probably both quite good fit. Scottish football, you know, he could go up there and tear it up, play European football, get paid, get all that stuff and not have to move to the other side of Europe um, to do it. So I, I don't know. I can't quite believe the Forest stuff. I don't see it. Forests are too similar to us. They're about a point above us in the table. We've got a game in hand on them. I know that um, Steve Cooper, when he talks about Forest nowadays, the, the Forest manager, he's trying to like instill a big club mentality. So maybe he's selling Jed something like that. I don't know. I, w- I would have thought it would be for the money. I, I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't personally feel he owes me all anything. I've loved the journey that we've been on with him since 2016. I've loved watching him develop um, as a footballer. He is one of those individuals, and I do think we would miss. I think back to the Blackpool game. It's a stagnant game. It's a bit of a battle. We've somehow managed to go 1-0 down from one of the most monumentally disastrous sort of like Murray Wallace sliding into comical things. I had a mate from Northern Ireland who was laughing for the next 20 minutes after seeing that, Um but he pulls out a free kick, doesn't he? Out of nowhere, gets that free kick, slots mm-hmm. it in and then we score in the 86th minute and win. So, do we have that kind of player? Maybe Ojo's that sort of player, but, you know, he's not He's not our player, is he? So, I don't know. No, I mean, again, you know, good luck to the lad. But Basictus, I think that sounds slightly mad to me. Forrest, I just don't think it's a big enough step up, but then where does he go? Because so, a lot of people don't think he's good enough for the Premier League, so, you know... He is,
1: but just, not often, just on his day. On his day, in my opinion, he's good enough for the Premier League. And maybe with better
0: players well. around him, I don't know. He's, he's good enough for those bottom five teams, isn't he? Like, to compete with those bottom five <laughs> teams is what we're talking about, really. You said
1: something there, H, which I'm going to ask Kenny's opinion now, and it's a good one. You must have read my mind, because what is, you know if i'll see a lot of people selling life he goes to bishop tas wish him all the best being fantastic servant you know will be a legend talked about that in years to come But if he goes to forest he can fuck off basically <laughs> um my perspective on it is that when the time comes and if the money's right you know not even if the money's right he's done his time okay he said he'll stay and try and get us up and we're not going to go up so we all know that so I've not got a problem with players moving on if it's that time in their career, if they've been a good servant for the club and they give everything. Ken, what would you say? Where do you think he'll end up, potentially? And if he wants to go, say, what people say in the comments, like a championship rival of ours, would you um, – well, you're always angry, but would you be angry with him even more than normal?
2: No. Nah, uh, do you know what? The, the likelihood, because we all think this, is he'll probably sign a contract with us and, and he'll be with us for another three years.
1: That hasn't but, been talked about. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting shout
2: yeah, um, look. If he if he goes to Forest, the reason why it, it, the problem with him going somewhere like Forest for me is that that means that, for instance, Steve Cooper is showing a lot more ambition than what Gary Rowett is. Um, like H said about ambition, where they want to yeah. be, etc. Um, now, if Steve Cooper's turning around and going, listen, we want to be fighting for the playoffs uh, this you know this end of the season. I'll give you what you want if you know, and you just work hard to get us there. Well, Gary Rowett should surely also. I know it's not just Gary Rowett, but it's the it's the board, it's the team, everyone behind should be turning around and saying we've got aspirations for the playoffs as well. This mm. this part of the season, we'll give you what you want, or even like you say, the, the the extension. I know he doesn't need the extension, does he? He's with us, isn't he? So yeah. So could yeah, another
1: so- question for you both, sticking with you, Ken, for a second. Because he was going to sign it, he said he'd sign a contract with us, but um, we wouldn't give him what we would. You think if we offered it him now, he'd sign it still? Well, you don't. You don't know.
2: It, again, like H said, he's at that point in his career where um, you know he, he's not that he's coming to the end, but he's got probably got that one last chance to to make it big. So you you couldn't argue with him if, for instance, um, I don't know. Let's just say, for instance, someone. Uh, let's say Southampton, yeah. Someone like Southampton came or in. Burnley,
0: with... Burnley have been linked with him. Burnley, someone, yeah. yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. what you mean.
2: You know the teams that probably aren't going to come down from the Premiership, you know, but they're always in that sort of battle. Um, you you wouldn't be able to argue. You'd just be like, right, do you know what? Yeah, not a problem. You've you've given it a chance. You're gonna you're gonna. It's your last chance at you know trying to make it big. Go and do it. And I hope you set the world right. I really do because we can turn around and go. That's our Jed Wallace. You know. Um mm. But going to another championship club, for me, I had nothing against Jed Wallace with that, but I would have everything wrong with Millwall with him doing that because it would show our
1: aspirations compared to, mm. you know. I'm going to slightly disagree with both of you here, and I could get shit for what I'm about to say, but I don't think we're on with Forest as a club, if I'm honest. I think historically they're a bigger club than us. Jack's right. I think 2020
0: 20, like the, the, the accounts Dan, you're you are right, mate, because you know mm. we, we've made losses over the last three years of over 21 million pounds that's been backfield yeah. by John Berrelson. The they from always that. have
1: a go, they always have a go for us, but they never actually get up, do they? They're one of them teams. So I think that's saying to factor so really might you know I will get shit for that, but in my opinion, obviously, historically they're a bigger club, they're a I was gonna say they're one city club, they're not they've got not county who are in non-league, but they're a fucking huge club. But then I say that, are oh, they a huge club because they're one of these clubs. Okay, so you won the fucking European Cup back to back in early 1980. Does that still make them a massive club? They get big crowds. At, I mean,
0: yeah, average attendance is uh, three times what as I think. this uh, so, about right? I mean, no, not three is, times. Though, that would be twice, double. The well, thing is, though, boys,
2: it's, it's quite, it's, I mean, you can, you can look up what Jed Wallace is earning at the moment. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure, I might have this wrong now, but I'm pretty sure he's on 16 grand a week. Sounds about right. Yeah, um, I would believe
1: that to be around that figure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, our highest-paid player in our club is Conor Mahoney <laughs> on eighteen grand a week. Go right, on, so, yeah,
1: where, where are you seeing this, by the way? Because we're not suggesting at Lions TV that we know their fucking. Waiting. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, no, no yeah, so, yeah. so I have seen it online. Like I say, I can't remember where I've seen it, but transfer. I, yeah, I don't know anything. Whatever, yeah, but. If Conor Mahoney, for instance, is on eighteen grand a week, and I'm Jed Wallace, and I'm on sixteen grand a week, and I'm asking for twenty-five grand a
1: week, you also want, want more a You want more than Conor Mahoney out of principle as well. well
2: yeah, you. but I wouldn't <laughs> think that it's unreasonable to be asking for for that type of money. And like a lot of the comments have said, you know, if we we're offering one five one point five million for this person, one point three million for that person, there obviously is some money in the kitty. And again, it boils down to amb- ambition. Is it worth it, etc., etc.?
1: Another point, H, which I'm going to lead you on to, and Stephen Banks has commented it, because when Kenny said it, I thought the same thing, Steve. He wants ambition. Have we got that under Rowett? Now, I'm of the belief, in my opinion, you looking age. at what I see, the way, <laughs> some type, the, the way we usually set up under Rowett, I'm of the belief, and I'm strongly confident oh. he wanted the Coventry game, it called off as well, because the club wanted it off. And obviously, that decision would lie with the manager, wouldn't it? You know, the ambition under Rowit, is there any ambition under Rowit? I I think Rowit is, you know, just from what I'm seeing as a fan, and I don't know anything concrete, I like to put that one out there just before I get accused of anything. It, it doesn't really rate our players, I don't think. I don't think he's got that much confidence in him, mate. So, you know, will he will he believe we can make the playoffs? Will he have that chat with your body saying, well, I've got aspirations in the playoffs? Because you can't fucking draw your weight to the playoffs.
0: Uh, mate, I'll th- I'll look, look, I... I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go out and defend Gary Rowe and just say I, I, I disagree. I think he's nice talked friends. about having, he, he's talked about having a three-year plan. That three-year plan's been disrupted by COVID. End of, basically. When, just before COVID come along, we were in on a mad roll. In which way? What do you mean?
1: Financially, players he couldn't get in because of COVID.
0: No crowds. What? Well, yeah. Well, no crowds. I was literally just about to get onto that point. And one of the main thrust of my point is, and we'll never know, we'll never know this. So this is this is complete like speculation. We beat we go up to Forest Friday night game, we smash them 3-0. And everyone's singing one Gary Rowett, and we look like a team to me that are making a drive towards the playoffs. I, I don't I, at that moment we are just playing, and we've got Jason Mulumby, of course, you know, he that's a shrewd he was a shrewd player, you know. Um obviously picked him up from uh Harris, didn't he, I think. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, and he's trying to mould a team there. And I, and I, th- I personally think we're, we're probably heading towards the playoffs. We only missed out on the playoffs that season by, what, three or four points, something like that. And it went down to those last couple of games again. Like, you know, it was another good finish. But because of COVID, mm. yeah, I maybe. Agree. But then, Steve, maybe, maybe, that... Yeah, but, but maybe we don't go on that run if the crowds are there. Again, this is all conjecture, right? Yeah, How you? Yeah.
4: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: how do you make that point if we don't know that that's there and again i'm I'm, i am speculating but generally, i think he's done the best that he can do he's got this three-year plan obviously steve john berylson's like okay let's try and roll with that three-year plan and get something going. That three-year plan's got to roll into four, potentially five years now because we've got to backfill some of this money. We've got to deal with losing players like Jed Wallace. We've got to deal with disappointments like Conor Mahoney. We've got to bring on some youngsters. We're creating the nucleus of a decent side. Um, I don't think our recruitment's always helped by the stick that the club get the entire time. Some of that's brought on by ourselves. Some of that's, you know, um, made up by the media. It is what it is. But I think, you know, there are lots of things here. Does he play attacking winger style football like we saw with Cahill, Reed? I feel in that team, no. Does he set out to try and make us difficult to break down? Yes. Has that been working? No. He's had he didn't have his back free to play from the beginning of the season. I think I can't remember the, the time that he actually managed to start Cooper, Hutch, and Ballard together, which is what I think his master plan was. If I was speculating and looking at those signings, so. You know, as with all things, you've got to have those players to backfill. But, you know, we need competition for places in the team. Neil Harris was a big person about this. And we've got that in certain positions and we haven't in others. And, and, you know, and I look at someone like Danny Mack, who I think is fantastic and is starting to go from strength to strength. But we need to have either a young, hungry player behind him. Or we need to sign someone that's going to keep the fire underneath him because we saw with Marlon Romeo when potentially you haven't got that. And I know there are other issues with, with Marlon as well, um, that have been well documented elsewhere. But you know, when you haven't got that, you get players that start to stagnate. And, and I think you know, again, I, I still think we've got issues up front, um, that, that need to be resolved, but that's really difficult in the championship.
1: Mm. Well, we're going to get on to the potential players coming on in coming in in a minute. Yeah, that's right, two ends, but before that. <clears throat> only one rumour we've seen of a player leaving and I'm going to leave. let Kenny take this one away because we saw, funny enough one of the boys put in a group chat and said Matt Smith going to Wigan and I said to him, where'd you see that? I said, don't say the 72 and he went, yeah the 72, I said no, don't listen to anything let, nothing against the 72 but unless I see it from Richard Cowley's mouth or Jake Sarnity's mouth slash fingers I don't believe it, so Matt Smith to Wigan or and or other League One clubs. Apparently, Ken, is a no-goer. I bet you're buzzing over that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, do you know what? It's been really difficult because Matt Smith's really aged in the last year. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that I, I I, still am a big fan of Matt Smith. And I, I think I said to you on the phone, um, if Matt Smith went to Wigan, I'd back him to be the top goal scorer in, in the league, um, in, in League One. However, he unfortunately does not offer us anything anymore um he he's not uh, h was talking about this earlier about being strong and you know this championship level is you have to be that little bit stronger and i think unfortunately he's getting to that point same as what what morrow did you know where all of a sudden you start not winning as many headers Mm. um and all of a sudden or or you're marked out of the game now three years ago matt smith would have scored that header against palace um mm-hmm. he, really you know, I, now don't get me wrong i also do think that he was very well marked with that header and, he, and that was very difficult to um to score that even if you're in your prime but 3 years ago i still think he would have scored that um so again if we were to, we're not, not we're going to get a lot for him if anything but if we was to get a little bit of money for him again you know, thanks very much. You've been a great servant. But if you can no longer be even an impact player for us, then it, again, with, it's just a
1: warming the seat up on the bench when somebody else could be set, sat there. Mm. Well, the thing is as well, if he was to depart, and not being rude to him, like you say, he's been a great servant. But if he doesn't depart and he does stay, he's just lost that edge now. He's, he's just lost the ability to play at this level. So it is a bit of a, you know, he's a was a brilliant impact sub, throw him on. I always maintained he wasn't a 90 minute player. He'd come off the bench, he'd score. We'd try and play him for 90 minutes, he'd last 60 and wouldn't do anything. So <laughs> to me now, he might as I well, sounds rude, he might as well not be at the club because he doesn't do the one thing that he previously did. Of course, we've got Bradshaw and a phobie knocking him in, but with keep missing in action. And I, mean, I think <laughs> it's playing out. H, hey, what was that thing you said to me the other day at the um, at 23s? What was that? Iceland. He's
0: playing for Iceland at a minute. And they're playing yeah, again. against Uganda. You know, you know, he scored. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he scored. Sure that he scored point. against Uganda in a in a friendly. And there's been a whole thing about whether actually it counts as a competitive goal because it was a friendly. I mean, I'm like, God, give the guy a break. Blind. Yeah, just let him out. <laughs> just let him have you know, it. He hasn't scored <laughs> since like Mari Celesti was on the throne. And like, you know, everyone's digging him out for not getting a goal. Jeez, mm. I mean, would be turning his grave.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a few people backing Matt Smith here, and I I understand he's been good for us. Joe Turner says, uh, "Yeah, Smith is double marks always. Teams work Smith out. He's quite one-dimensional." Rob Marshall disagrees with me. He said, "I think last 10-15 minutes, Mm. still a goal for it. I mean, he's still getting, he he still gets on the end of things, but it just seems he's got no." Not lead in his boots, no, lead in his head. Can he I was.
0: say one other thing about Matt Smith as well? Yeah, good, You've mate. got to give him the right delivery. And the right delivery was the type of delivery he got on Saturday in that yeah. header that Ken's quite right. He'd have scored three years ago. Mm. Keep hoofing up. ball. Like when we run out of ideas, we go back to the Cooper 50 yards across the pitch try, and Matt Smith trying to hold it up. He's not, he's not that player. He's not that player to hold the ball up and flicks on and winning headers like that. He's someone who likes the ball, to come onto the ball you know, and, and that's and when we first signed him, we spoke to a QPR fan that said that exact same thing. And he was like, if you try to use him as a target, man, you're wasting your time. If you're whipping balls into the box for him to try and attack, he's unbelievable. So, uh, you know, I'd say that as well. And I, I agree. I think there potentially is a is a place there for him to try and be an impact sub and come on and, and get those goals in the last few minutes. If we can get in the right service. Same as Tom Bradshaw.
1: Yeah, well, Bradshaw and the phobic seems to have struck up fine. We've got, a yeah. What do you, you need like a big man, little man. We've got little man, little man. But it seems to be definitely, it mm. is definitely working. Up the, as I know, Brian wants it to be. The stats don't lie. So they're scoring goals, but with Matt Smith in mine and Kenny's opinion, a little bit. And Kenny's his biggest fan. Trust me, he's got Matt Smith post on his wall. <laughs> um, you know, with him. And now, in my opinion, and Kenny's out of the equation. Dad Bob missing in action. Isaac Alafe out on loan at Sutton. We are in need of a striker in this window. I think we can all agree. Yeah. And last week, uh, last week, or could have been early this week. Now days are all rolled into one. This guy just come out absolutely out of nowhere. Pape Habib Gouay, a young striker playing in the top tier of Belgium. Was that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was.
1: Previously played, yeah, it was. Previously played in the second division of norway 22 years old what do we make of the club's new i'm not going to call it an infatuation i'm going to call it new angle to try and recruit from abroad okay
2: well i mean it's it's, it's very refreshing when you start hearing you know that we're linked with somebody from KV Courtnick, or, or or whatever it was called, and actually paid,
1: willing to pay money for people that are quite young as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the other guy that I know you're, you you're probably going to get onto. So what what's quite nice is actually it almost looks as if we have been trying to find other angles to to sign players. Yeah, um, I the, the, I could find one thing on YouTube of like a show reel. I think it was only like a couple of minutes long. He seems to be quite strong and pacey, and but the. <laughs> I don't know the the problem is, is what you're doing is you're investing 1.5 million pound into an unknown, um, Mm. I suppose. Um, And to us, 1.5 million is a lot of money. You know, if you were to the the Chelsea's of the world and you were paying 1.5 million pound for him, you know, he's going to go in the reserves. He's going to improve. He might make the first team or you'll make a profit. But with us, we could pay (laughs) 1.5 million and he is absolutely pony. And you know, all of a sudden, we've we've got another dad bod on our hands.
1: Yeah, I think I think at least at least with dad bod, at least with dad bod, he, he played in England. This is what this is my yeah, thoughts so. on.
0: Scored a few goals already, didn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, he played for. He had scored his...
0: against Uganda.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> one for the CV. you you're probably getting contracts <laughs> at the Premier Office. But you know, dad bod had come from English football to take a risk for an African player playing in the. First division of Belgium, which we'll get on to Zane Fleming later. He's playing in the top tier of Holland. That's a bit more like it. I can't imagine no disrespect to the Belgian League. And anyone in Belgium watching, Christian Bastinelli might best help us out with this one. Mate, what sort of to scope that level, I mean, you'll know all right, Isaac Alafe's playing in the League Two, but you'll be able to get a better idea of where that is to the champ, wouldn't you? I mean it's two divisions below for one, same country for another. H. Hey, what do you think about this? Um Papa Habib Gouay. I'm going to keep saying his name because I practiced it and I got it right. I,
0: I was Dan. I wasn't even sure if this if this had had any legs. I thought that somebody at the club had potentially denied any interest in in, in this guy. I don't know. Um, no,
1: it's that railway come out and said we we are are interested, but we haven't yet bid.
0: Okay, okay. So that was yeah. it, right? Um, we were discussing before we come on. I could name a few random players that we have picked up. far less money I mean look uh, who knows I mean the scouts must be doing something over there right and when you look at the model of Brentford's scouting where they use the GX index and they use a lot of foreign scouts and they buy data from those lower leagues and say is this the type of player that would fit into our system is this the type of player that would fit into our system I don't know I don't know anything about the guy but I think the points that we're making about the Belgian Premier League, exactly. I mean, Anderlecht, Standard, Liège, right? Are probably two of the teams that I could name, and and you know, that, that that that's probably about it. Um, I think when I look back at some of those foreign signers we've had from places like that out of the blue, I mean, you know, Abu Fafana, people like that, they did struggling to think of a success story. Are you, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, can for you have me. New
1: African player, but come from Plymouth, yeah. Success?
0: And, 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 you know, and even some of those foreign players that came to us from a different team, but was it like we... I talked about Uwe Fuchs, obviously, you know, because the Palace game or whatever, and he scored that goal, That's one goal. And he came from Middlesbrough, didn't he? But from, you know, Kaiserslautern via Middlesbrough and scored quite a few goals for them. And then he came to us and, bless him, shocking. And we don't even talk about the Russians, you know? So... I see um, someone say
1: in the comments... As long as he's not Russian, whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, sure, sorry, right. just swerve him back because I like this question from Baz Lee and we'll tie two questions into one. As soon as we're discussing Strikers, we've done Matt Smith, we've uh, we've discussed the Ugandan Slayer, John Daddy Wavardson, and we've discussed now Papa Habib Gouay. There you go, three times in a row. We're going to talk now quickly. Boys, question, would we want to sign a phobia on a permanent... If given the opportunity, and also, of course, Tom Bradshaw signed a new contract this week. 200 people, 201 people in the live stream. Thanks for tuning in so far. 44 minutes in. Super Chats are open if you want to donate to the channel. If you don't, not a drama, just please subscribe. Right, boys? I can't remember who asked first last time. So, Benica I asked you. I can see you. Ben, if you got the opportunity to sign Benica on a permanent, would you?
2: Yeah, see, I'll, I'll probably get a bit of stick for this. I'm not Benic's biggest fan. Um, I, don't, I don't think that. I mean, he scored some some important goals. Let's say, um, you know, the, the the goal last week. But I don't think he's a prolific striker, in in my opinion. Um, and I couldn't even tell you what type of striker he what he is because. You, when you look at him from the past, he was one of the, he was a big, strong guy running at defenses, taking people on. That's what I, um, thought, we was, that's, yeah. that's
1: what I thought we was gonna be when
2: he and came, a, to... And we haven't seen any of that. That could be positional, you don't know, but w- what I'm trying to work out is what type of goal scorer is he, because you could because you don't you don't know. He hasn't scored at any series of goals. One's hit his head. Um, caught one hit his
1: head, one deflection.
2: One was the a penalty. One,
1: the other one, he nicked off the goalkeeper's foot. He scored a good goal against, the, I think it was against, um, I can't remember, Redding. Was it Redding? He scored a good goal. He shot across the keeper. And Bradshaw flicks it onto him.
2: Yeah. And what also, and also, I'll be honest with you, that, that goal against Palace, uh, the, for me, I, I'm pretty sure that it was Bradshaw that was really heaping that pressure on. It wasn't a yeah, phobia. I, I
0: agree. I yeah. Hustle, yeah.
1: I'll just say before we go on stage, I think he's I, I like him. I wasn't sure at first. Uh, again, you said he could be positional. Rowett keeps sticking in wide left now. Rowett's finally decided to play two strikers and Bradshaw in the team, by the way. After two years in charge, that could have been part of his three year plan. He wanted to play a well. <laughs> um, I think, we're, I think we're, we're much better off. I think they're looking like a good strike duo. You can't deny the effort. Have you noticed as well that all fans love Benekophobia of all clubs? You see him giving it one of them ones to the home fans every week, or like the away fans every week. <laughs> like he, like he's just a likeable guy, and he, he puts it's in a shift.
0: to celebrate, yeah, all yeah. that nonsense. I understand yeah, what
1: he's yeah. making about um, Boohoo Man, Ambassador, by the way. He's got half a million Instagram followers, but that's, um, that's me and my work head on. That's another, another story for another day. Uh, yeah, so he, for me, puts in a shift. He's working now with Bradshaw. He's not the most prolific, Ken. Like you said, he missed a chance early against Palace, didn't he? left foot mm. over the bar, Yeah. Which is, yeah. And that was, that's, that's, that is exactly what I mean, Dan. That type mm, yeah. of
2: opportunity um, is something, is someone of his apparent class. Yeah. Because, you know, it's always, oh, he's been signed for over 10 million and, you know, by three different clubs and all this. So that type of player, in my opinion, if he, if he was still at the standard that he was, would have scored. And it mm. just feels like we've got the has been a phobia. Um, and if you've got a dogged, hard-working centre forward already in Bradshaw, um, I, and I'll tell you something: next game you watch on Saturday, I can tell you now, Benik will not header a ball, not right. header a ball. He, he doesn't. He never, never ever heads the ball. He jumps. That's that, that
1: brandy boo boohoo man. He's got to look his best he, on Instagram. Yeah. That's why. But I just think that there's there's space there for someone else
2: instead of him. I'm not. So
1: you're- You'll no to signing Benikafobi. I'll be
2: no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm be also no. no, but not for the reasons Ken said, because I would bring back Isaac Olafe. Benikafobi isn't no spring chicken, no disrespect to him. Let us know. Are you Benik yes or you Benik no in the comments as well? Let's get a few of you involved, because I've seen you commenting. Um, Basley says, definitely not a natural goal scorer. Uh, see, well, I think Bradshaw is a natural goal scorer, but his all-round game isn't as good as a phobe's h what are you yeah, saying
0: yeah no 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 i completely agree um you know i said i said this prior to the season everyone's like being saying to me don't be negative i'm like well look i think he reminds me a bit of lee gregory um although he's probably not quite as good at holding the ball up as as as, leg as well was i thought he's phenomenal and this is no look i want to make it absolutely clear I think Lee Gregory is an absolute legend. I love the bloke. I think he's, uh, you Mm. know, I I really respect everything that he did for the football club. And he always tried a million percent. And actually probably did a little bit more. You know, he was always running around. But I just, yeah, you know, I, he's got to score goals. Yeah. How
1: was has he got? Five goals?
0: Has he he got five goals? I don't even think
2: he's got that. Peter Peter
1: O'Mara offered me a bet that he scored ten i tell say he scored against Fulham. i tell say a man who will tell us, Steve Lees, the legend in the comments. Um he scored against Fulham, he hit him on the head, he scored against Cardiff away. He done well in the box, he deflected. Yeah he scored a in for four, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. he scored um a penalty Bristol City. He uh, yeah. scored against Crystal Palace in the cup. That's five. five. So sorry, H mate you, you continue letting us know your thoughts on a phobia as a player. And then finally, if you would or would not sign him.
0: Look, I I've I love you know, I love a lot of stuff about the bloke. You know, he, he runs really hard, he does a lot of that work rate. Right? But again, like we don't need another Tom Bradshaw, we don't need another Lee Gregory, we need someone who's gonna score goals. Yeah. Oh, we need a goal scorer. That's that if we're ten goals short and we're talking about not getting into playoffs, well, what do you try and fix? Try and fix those positions where you're there to score goals. I think, controversially, if he could stay fit, uh, Mason Bennett, you know, maybe he's more of a winger type, but, you know. uh, Well,
1: he he did play up front for a spell, didn't he? He scored from a jed.
0: Looking back now, Ken,
1: Ken at the time, you was going absolutely fucking mad at me, going, stop saying they should play up front together. I was like, (laughs) but but Bennett scored six in eight games or something. And he's like, no, stop it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> He's more of a na- he feels like more of a natural finisher when you look at that finish and I and I'll just I'll take one example and that was his finish at uh, Bennett's finish at Bristol City. Yeah, like, edge of the box, one touch, bosh. Yeah, mm, oh, was, to be honest, you know, mate, listen, that's, I, that's the kind of I, like I need.
1: I like Bennett and I fucking oh, love Conor Mahoney's yeah. our best player, mate. But I just don't. It's got to the point where I don't think it's going to work out for him at the club for whatever reasons. You know, well, I tell you what, Mahoney's struggling to stay fit. That's an issue for him slightly. He's back in training now, by the way. And I'm hearing he's been absolutely outstanding in training. But that aside, um, he's never been given a run. So I think if we're looking for long term solutions for strikers, well, Mahoney's not a striker. And Bennett just I mean, just can't stay fit, can he really frustrates I, me
0: but I, I I like the idea of Isaac. I, I, I do. and it would be it would be fantastic to see him. Come in in the second half of this season and spend some time around the first team, mm. and you know.
1: See what I'm also about Lafayette. I talked about injuries. Obviously, I'm, I'm on, I stopped doing the long, yeah. the long videos because a lot of them have come back now, so I stopped doing the long e videos. But he's been out here and there for a week and two for a mm, for a couple of weeks. So. yeah. But anyway, H. Um, finally, sorry. um Yes or no to Benic Afobe? No. It's very um, split in the comments.
0: Not for me, because we need goals.
1: Yeah, well, there you go, Benick. Unfortunately, the Paul's panel decided you won't be signing for me all at the end of your uh, Stoke contract. struck. The only thing that could sway me is if the, him and Bradshaw continue to... I mean, they've scored it, between them now in the last 10 games. As I said, Bradshaw set up a phobia at home to Stoke. Uh, sorry, at home now, Bournemouth. Bradshaw, uh, a phobia returned the favour away to Hull. They're striking up a little bit of a partnership. So, yeah, I that's true. That one yeah. Out. But Bradshaw, 29 and a phobie, I'm guessing around the same age. I don't know exactly. But let's get on to his strike partnership. Your strike partner, should I say? Back him. Back the Bradshaw. Tom Bradshaw recently, this week, signed a new contract at the club. As per with Mill Football Club, they didn't tell us how long for. It's always a contract or a long term contract. 29 years old. Looked like he could be heading out the doors in the last six months of his contract, 29 years old, Ken. But he signed a new contract, and I'm gonna show him again. He's my boy look. You're my boy, Ken. So are you, H but he's my boy, Bradshaw. Because <laughs> I've always backed him. Give him us feed the Bradshaw and he will fucking score you goals, in my opinion. Ken.
2: Yeah, so um I like Tom Bradshaw. Um <laughs> this is just, I don't I don't know why I'm so controversial. Um, I think that he definitely should be starting, and I think he's the best striker that we have. However, you know, you would never have said that he was, um, say, a fantastic championship striker, if that makes sense. And I, that's why I still think that we need some class alongside him. He puts in a lot of work, he shows a lot of effort, grit, and determination. And more importantly, over the last season, he's been in the right place at the right time. Which is detrimental to, to, is so important about for being a striker, um, but I, th- I don't know where I'm getting it with this. Yeah, I'm happy about it. Um, does signing Tom Bradshaw complete our our attacking options, though? Yeah. If that makes sense, you no, know.
1: No, no. I think he's come good, and I think that's a bonus throughout it. But I also think yeah. that. Um, you know, if he doesn't come good, he, he could potentially—well, he would have been leaving the club. But what it also does is, it—if we had released Bradshaw, for example, if he hadn't started scoring these goals, we've then got to go and scout someone, which we've got to stick the scout on a plane every time. Apparently now, do you know what I mean? Then you've got to pay—you know—either a fee for that player or give them a big contract, and it can be so much more expensive than just keeping Bradshaw. But now, H, I feel we're keeping Bradshaw for the right reasons not just because he likes to be local for for family reasons. I think I'll put something on Instagram. And so, hey, you take it away. I'm going to try and find it because I put a post out about Bradshaw saying people were saying he's as bad as Bavarton, and all this and he can't play with his back to goal. That's not his game. <laughs> and he actually likes it. <laughs> so I was buzzing over that. So go on, hey, you take us away on your thoughts on Bradshaw. Let us know in the comments. If you, if you stick with the show and comment on what we're currently talking about, I can involve it. But if it's already gone... Or it hasn't come up yet. I can't. So yeah, let us know your thoughts on um, Bradshaw. Any comments? A phobie scored six. I can't okay. think the other goal, but yeah, H.
0: Yeah, for, Bradshaw, I mean, you, sure, I, you know, I, I mean, fair enough. He's come good at the right time. Again, I think I made the point earlier on this season that we didn't play to his strengths a lot of the time. Um, and that he could score goals if we gave him the opportunities and 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 now he's and also he didn't have a run in the team. And I think when I speak to, you know, ex professionals like Phil Coleman who have played at the football club, you know, he will say you can't just drop yourself into a team and be like match fit straight away. It takes you three or four games to get going. So he needed three or four games to get going. Then all of a sudden he's touched, he starts scoring, and now we're starting to see the benefit of that. So hopefully he can stay fit and just continue doing what he is doing. Um yeah, lots lots of like poacher type goals, which are quite like. You know, we saw a great goal last season at Derby away to show that he has got, you know, the, the ability to score from from a bit further out and not just get those poacher type goals. Ken's quite right though. I don't think he's not like the answer to our dreams, is he? But he's the kind of striker that if you really, compare seven in his last nine, I think. Seven and eleven,
1: is it? Seven, seven goals in
0: eleven, last 11 games, something nine. like that. Something S- like that. You know, that's, it's, look, fantastic. I, I, you know, I I hope that he can fire himself into be, being a serious um, striker. Um, you know, and, and you look at, OK, so we've got Forest obviously coming this weekend. Their top scorer is uh, Lewis Grabon with 11 goals. Mm. So we start making comparisons like that. Would we say that Lewis Grabon's a, a top championship striker? I mean, I personally wouldn't anymore, right? You know, and he hasn't even really reached that bar, has he? So um, yeah, You've
1: you know. got to bear in mind how much service Graben will get to how much service Bradshaw does. Yeah. and he great I, chances. He'll score goals. And this is another thing that someone said to me. A few people said this. If we I had a left... I know he didn't do anything against Palace. And again, I will maintain, because people were drilling balls at him 100 miles an hour. Nick, I was back to go halfway long with a defender up his ass, and that's not his game. If he if had been in that box for Billy Mitchell's cross... Yeah. I want to him once more. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: and this is this is where um, I'm not going to get into this until you ask me, but then that is where Rowett is at fault. Um, I like yeah. No, let's not get into that just yet. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we was getting into that, but that's that's there on the agenda. Um, I'm trying to find. I have got it, but I'm not sure because it's quite a long post on Instagram. How big... I've just uploaded it while you boys are talking. I'm always working, boys. Ah, this is going to look on screen, if I'm going to be about to... Oh, I can see it. Well, can someone read that out for me? Because I can't see it even with glasses on.
2: I'll go. Do you want me to go?
0: Go on, yeah, mate. Go on. go on, Ken. I'm dyslexic.
2: <laughs> a little Tom Bradshaw appreciation posters. I didn't get the time to do a post-match analysis yesterday. I don't always get it right, but I backed this man from day one. I was always seeing loads of... He's a, as bad as Bod Varson. He's got a touch like a trampoline. Goals Well as I've said Many times He scored goals Under Harris Seven in seven Just before Harris Left the club He's Uh, never been given A run under Rowett properly And if he had It was a lone striker His strengths aren't Winning headers Or holding the ball up With his back to goal His game is scoring goals If we actually Create chances for him Put the right type of Balls in the areas And play another striker Up there with him You'll get the best out of him Four goals in the last Six games The stats don't lie Feed the Bradshaw Love you all, Dan.
1: Love you
3: all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, I do know, I did look into it, and he didn't score them under Harris. He scored in the last game before Harris left okay, against Luton. Luton. Yes. I remember. He scored two against Leeds under Adam Barrett. He scored one away at Brentford oh. under Adam Barrett. Then it was sort of in that um, interim period, but he, he has scored them. So for me, I'm buzzing he's got a new contract. I just um, wish it had been a little bit, he's a little bit younger. Bradshaw is seven in his last nine starts. I mean, boys, with the service our strikers get, surely, surely that's um, that's
0: a long, winner. long. Listen, long mate, continue. Yeah, I, right. I hope he does. Brilliant, keep going. If he if he can keep that form up, fantastic. Love it. You know. Right.
1: Yeah. Well said. Okay. So. do
0: well,
1: If we keeps,
2: but... keeps that form up, we, it's not going to be a, worried about Jed going. <laughs>
1: I thought this, but then that's all right, Ken. We've got Anything. him in
0: a we've got him in a long term contract, mate. We'll get loads of loads yeah. of money,
1: loads yeah. of money, loads of money. I don't think you know. I know he's settled in the area because obviously I, you know, I don't think it's any secret that he's he's misses. from the area, so he's he's happy that he's settled in the area. They have got you know children, etc. So all good. Um, I saw his Instagram story. Remember, I shouldn't say this, but I, uh, he's moved house, so he's got a new house. Must have knew that new contract was coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, again, <laughs> but he's got a new you – know, he's he's nicely settled in the area. But the good thing I like about him, he's 29, so I don't think anyone's going to buy him. I like it. I'm happy with that. And he gives – another one who fucking gives it absolutely everything for the calls. Right. Next up on my agenda that I wrote down in literally two and a half minutes before we went on air because I've, I've been at work all day. Um it just says Fleming. And by that, of course, we're talking about Zane Fleming, another potential dip into the foreign market. Um I don't know why they were doing these weird posing.
4: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: because look he's at it. maybe it's a thing over there in europe central central europe west western europe <laughs> anyway hey, you me, you, i'll leave that to you zane fleming we've been linked with as well um since then, of course, it's the link to him, it's actually come out from Richard Cowley online that we had a bit rejected for him and Louis Sibley, who for me is a massive yes. talking point. We'll yes. get onto that one shortly. He's he's fucking been on the weights, the boy, and he, that's for sure. But yeah, Zane Fleming. Um, I didn't write the information down on him, but I will Google it while you two give your opinions. That gets me out of the shit, so I'll sound more factual when it comes back to me. <laughs> Ken, what, what do we know about this guy? What have you seen? What have you Heard, anything good? Are you excited?
2: I can't believe you come to me first. but yeah, I, I, by, the, by the looks of it, me and h absence have tough. absolutely no information on him. Um, again, <laughs> again, again, some... again, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's it's another one of them, isn't it? It's There's a guy, for was it 1.3 million for him, was it? I think. He... Yeah, 1.3 million for a, a talent unknown. Um, again, of course, very exciting that we're looking around... You know for for these type of players um and maybe you know just as as maybe millwall supporters because we're not used to it you know you almost have a you get a bit a little bit edgy on it because you sit there and think well hang on a minute there's mm. a and there's a Ted Smith in league league two that's doing really well mm. you know why are we not gonna give him a go? Um but I'm open I'm open to listen it's not my money I've got to spend
1: yeah you 23 know. 23 years old I've got some information now. Plays for Fortuna Sittard, who are in the top tier of Dutch football. They're currently 17th out of 18th in the division. He came through the youth system at Ajax, so he's obviously from good pedigree. However, Ryan Ryan Tunnicliffe come through Man United and George Evans come through Man Man City, so (laughs) we don't read too much into that. Yeah, Fortuna Sittard, again, it's a similar one to Guay. I don't know too much about it. But I'm excited we're offering money and there is intent, and I'm excited about the age group. And I think I don't think we're going for Gway or we're going for Fleming. I think we're going for Gway and Fleming. H. course, cool, you've got to wear that, mate. You'd go last now.
0: I'm a, he's an attacking midfielder, right? Is that right? Is it he's not a is the Jed he's not, replacement? That's and I was that's that was gonna be my point. Is is he is he indeed the Jed Wallace replacement? Uh, but instead of getting him from Wolves, we're getting him from um Vitesse Arnhem or whoever we, NEC is that is I, I saw them play once against Sparta Rotterdam on a on a stag do and the, that's where I'm going to leave that story. Um, Actually, <laughs> we got kicked out as it goes because we were giving oh, one of their God, players yeah. so much grief. Um, yeah, but you know, like it, it's it, it's just it. I don't know. I, I think. They they must have scouted him right. There must be some. There must be some sort of like having idea. Having a fucking up on weekends him. in fucking. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, just oh, oh, he's been in mate. Bruges,
0: mate. I'll tell you something. <laughs> that is strong old beer as well. So let's hope he's not out there just on that the whole time. You know, yeah, um, about yeah, about spending his nights in the in the red light district in Amsterdam. Probably find the most boring brass going and sort of spend an hour just sitting there. Knowing Rowett. But, you know, look, I'm probably not had to say that, but I've said it. Of course, so um, I know a lot. You know, yeah, mate. <laughs> but look, all, all I'm saying is, I just. Trying to convince them to be defensive. Go on. Uh, who knows? Yeah, exactly. When you think about something like, all right, I'm going to take George Savile. Okay, George Savile's come back to the club. I thought it was a great sign in the summer. I said that. Lots of people have been giving him stick. He's not the same player, X, Y, and Z. He's being asked to play in a role by Gary Rowett, which I don't think suits him. <laughs> He's an attacking midfielder, someone that went and got us 10, 15. Yeah, 12 goals, I think, under Neil Harris, playing in a much more forward position. He can shoot. He can play make, He can be that link man. But at the moment, he's sitting with Billy Mitchell just in front of the uh, back three slash five, kind of looking like he doesn't really know what's going on. As I said, Palace was his best game because he was able to get stuck in. He had a bit more time and space because of the the, the, the Premier League um sort of set up of those individuals and, and and i think billy actually took some of the heat away from him so he's able to play a bit more freely but is that just going to happen to this fella i mean the well, attacking it, midfielder yeah. that's going to come isn't in as funny, a holding midfielder here, and... you're
1: right you're right is he going to change his tactics because isn't it, it funny uh billy and joel savile just sit in front of the back forward isn't it funny how ryan woods just sat in front of the back four we're not seeing the best of these players because they're playing to managers instruction
0: it's difficult, I and know, you know, I don't and know, I was, I don't know, I don't know. And, and I was obviously, I was just defending Gary Rowett, and you know, a lot of people that I've spoken to have actually said, well, you know, if you remember Brian Clough, which I don't really, his tenure at the end of Forest, he was built on 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 a good defence, and obviously, uh, you know, built that in a, in an era when you could probably build teams a lot a lot easier than than you can these days, especially at the championship level. So I don't know, but there is there is something that. I think if we really wanted to kick on and go for players like you said, we've got to bring that energy. We've got to bring a bit more attacking something. I don't really know what to the team in order to try and kick so you're, on. But these are you're saying you're, you're, you're,
1: you're, You live in hope that the, the, the look of Fleming coming in could be maybe a change of uh, tactics for Rowit. This is why, by the way, this is why Conor Mahoney has never played because he's too fucking, he's too exciting. And he, got, he wants to take people on. He's, he wouldn't, he, that's why he doesn't fit in under out. But I will say this on the um, Zane Fleming. I think Steve's had a little bit of a typo there. 66 goals in, in 123 games over the last five years. And since 2020, right? All right let's yeah. go right back. So he, he played 2017-18 for Jong Ajax. I think that means young Ajax. Yes, I can speak Dutch. Um, 25 appearances, 16 goals. But it, with Papaguay, he went to another level and didn't produce... With this guy, 2018-20, to 20, he played for a team I can't even pronounce. 29 games, 12 goals. He went to NEC on loan. 24 games, 13 goals. Now he's gone to Fortuna Sittard. 45 games, 25 goals. So whichever level he's gone to, he hasn't stopped. He keeps progressing. And to me, that's um, that's exciting. I like the look of him as always He's saying a bit differently. He? I mean, yeah, we,
0: we were talking about showing a bit of ambition, weren't we? We were talking yeah. that, that, you know, about that route and showing a bit of ambition earlier on in the in the podcast, and Can this you, is a bit of ambition.
1: Yeah. Ken, you're such – people think that you and Matt Smith are so tight, so close, they're asking <laughs> you if – you know, if Ted Smith – that's not the first person I've seen put that. I, I,
2: I'll tell you something, right. The, the, do you want me to tell you what's funny? Because Matt Smith definitely watches this channel, right? I'll tell you why. Because um, I can't remember what game it was. It was an home game. I was walking past where the players uh, go in and I saw Matt Smith, and Matt Smith locked eyes with me for something uh, uh, longer than what you normally would, and he just went, alright? Like that, and I, obviously I literally just fell to the floor, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, that, that was after, by the way, Dan, a steward asked to have a photo done with me.
0: That's uh, brilliant, mate, oh. that's fantastic. Welcome to my um, world. Did well, this is this no, Ricky this mate is... no we saw him we saw him we saw him on Monday mate he was
1: obviously would never insinuate that Gary Rowett disliked someone so much that he would kill him God, he could fucking sue the shit out of us could not he tonight but that's someone that's for, go after Ricky Fenton gaffer not me so you're insinuating where is Ben Thompson at this club well I think I'm surprised he hasn't already left in January um, what I will say, Ben Thompson has been a fantastic servant to the club. He's also been a fantastic professional because he's playing for the 23s. Um, the Ugandan Slayer, John Daly, hasn't been, but he wasn't <laughs> that. and that's all I'll say on that. That was wasn't playing for the 23s, Thompson was. That's all I'll say. So, read, read on to that what you want. But Ben Thompson, boys, looks to be one who's white at the club. Such a shame. Fantastic servant. I think he's better than George Evans. Um, I think after watching Keith build on Saturday, I thought he was shit. I know you didn't, H. I think nice. he's you know, I think he's got something to offer. He's not technically brilliant, but he's got the mill bollock and bite about him. And I, you know, I think he's something you, you can have an impact off the bench. He affects games when he plays. Yes, he might fall over nine times. Yes, 25 <laughs> of his 35 passes might not reach where they should go, but he comes off the bench, he scores a goal, he puts someone up in the air. And you know he's been out on that pitch and you know he's been given everything for the courts. Ken.
2: I think it's just the, the difference in in tactics, and that's why Ben Thompson doesn't play. Um, if Ben Thompson, let's say three years ago, wasn't in the starting eleven, it would be Ben Thompson that would be the type of player that you would bring on. Whereas now it's Kiftenbelt that's the type of player that you would bring on. Uh, and that gives you the the different type of mentality that you know. Say Neil Harris had compared to to Gary to to Gary Rowett, it's that the subs we have are to impact a game. Usually now is to be defence minded. Um, Ben Thompson, in my opinion, doesn't fit in our midfield with the midfielders that we we have. I wouldn't say that he's um, better than the people that are playing now. Mm.
1: Um,
2: So he doesn't
1: make he doesn't retain the ball, does he? No, Rowett, He can't trust him to retain the ball. So when he does play him, it sort of plays him further up the pitch. Than and he that's what him. I mean.
2: So he's he's never going to be, he's only ever going to be a sub. And the way that Gary Rowett, you know, make, makes his subs or makes his decisions in, in, in a game, he's never going to put Ben Thompson on. Ben, no. it's just, you're, you're never going to be in a situation where you're going to go, well, we need to stick Ben Thompson on. Whereas maybe three, four years ago, we did. We, you know, you'd, you, he could impact a game potentially, or actually he'd start.
1: To be fair, yeah. Ben Thompson seems to be a spent force at the club. Do you agree with that? saying? Oh, I,
0: I think for his own career, he should have gone to Portsmouth. Um, yes. Not, not because I want him to, but I think for his career, that's 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 what the right decision would have been. They loved him down there. You know, there's there's a real mill contingent down at Pompey. Um, I completely agree with what Ken said about, I think that the players that are on the bench are as good as him and they've got a bit more experience and they're a bit more of a seasoned professional and you know I, 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 you know, I thought Clifton Veld, certainly earlier this season looked like a fantastic type of player yeah. that was for playing him in that. Given Ballard were our
1: best two players. Yeah, for yeah,
0: season, yeah, yeah, for about the first 10 games. And then I think he picked mm. up a knock or something and, and maybe hasn't quite got back to it. I mean, I don't really understand why he's getting so much grief against Palace. He didn't really do anything wrong, did he? I mean, he just kept uh, fouling people, really. He couldn't, you know, yeah, the,
1: he looked, he's he looked a like a face like Trimble like oh, Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. He yeah, hasn't played, he hasn't played, to be fair to him, no, it? you
0: know and 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 I and I think he again he did his best he did a bit like what Billy Mitchell was doing for the first forty minutes of that game was trying to get himself into the game he was a bit slow than the other players he was crowded on the ball you know people were a bit quicker than him and then he he you know toughened up switched on second half he he really hung in there and got back into the game so I don't know bless Ben Thompson you know I, I love the geezer. he obviously loves Millwall Football Club it it's mm. a sad shame but. For his own professional career, he should go somewhere else.
1: See, I agree. I agree with that. You know, Savile. The, the reason I people are like oh, Savile because he's, we're thinking of the Savile from before. And I will say, it's not a hate campaign against Savile because I thought he, I was so excited when he was coming back. I was buzzing. He paid out of position, and I thought he was fucking excellent. Saturday. he's been
0: asked to play in a role.
1: Yeah, but, what, but yeah, but see how he got back and made that tackle just on half time and didn't concede the penalty. Why hasn't he been doing that in that role in previous games? Because he's been in the same role.
0: Well, you'd have to ask him that, Dan. I don't know. But I, I, think he gets, I think he gets caught in between wanting to play that role and trying to get a bit further up the pitch. And he's like, oh, actually, I can't go, <laughs> I can't go across the 40-yard line because teacher Row it's going to ask me to not, you know, it's going to give me detention for it or something. So, it, it's you know, I think he's been given a game plan that he's got to try and stick to. And that game plan will change week on week, won't it? Depending on who's in front of him, what team we're playing, what type of tactics... Yeah, we point. want to try and do and all of those things I don't think it's as simple as that I also think he's been injured I, think, I don't think he's been fully fit and I think he's he's had times off and then he's you gone, gone away played for Northern then. no but I think before that Dan and then he's gone off and played for Northern Ireland and come back hasn't played for two games because he's picked up a knock here there and everywhere uh, mm. he's no he's not he is not I agree with everyone that's saying he's not the same player that was here previously but we're not the same team he hasn't got the same players around him we're not playing the same system
1: he hasn't got the same manager as well. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. It's a, it's a good point. This is what we love. This is what we love. We love the debate, and I do enjoy it. Um, right, sorry. Moving on. Okay, this one is the one that seemed to was the one that got the least views on YouTube. I think that's because I put it out at nine in the morning. But definitely <clears> the <throat> biggest talking point because when I saw that Mill had been rejected for Louis Sibia, I went, ooh. Sorry, that was ooh! I was excited, but my parade got absolutely shit on by a load of Derby fans. Who was like, "Nay, shit, he ain't done anything since he scored <laughs> that trick." So if you didn't know, Louis Sibley played for Derby. He's twenty years old. He looks like a paper boy there. Then he was he about twelve. Um, he played for Derby against us at the Den, the first game after lockdown. If I'm yes. correct, yes, you're right.
0: right. Yeah,
1: three-two. Yeah. Uh, match we scored at the end of that day, Matteo. Um, I think Jeb wallace got a pen. He scored a hat-trick, man. I watched the highlights yesterday morning or the day before. He could have scored seven. He was everything we would fucking crave. He was a 10 that run beyond. He had great feet. He could shoot with both feet. He was confident on the ball. He was composed in and around the box. So when I saw a 20-year-old Louis Sibley could be coming oh. to Millwall, I was absolutely buzzing. But as I said, Derby fans have said, nah. I've looked at his... Wikipedia, since I mean, look, he's twenty years old. Of course, it could just he just need to freshen up. I don't know too much on this. Of Derby not been playing him because they're in a dogfight and a game of experience. Someone else told me he's been playing wide, but he's only scored six goals in his career. I say only because he scored three against us. So, boys, have you got opinions on it? What do we know?
2: Yeah, I mean. um we, we always say, don't we, that we, you know, look at not necessarily the lower leagues, but look at this, look for young talent and, and, and get him into the team. Personally, would would I have him in the first team straight away? It's probably no. I still don't think he's the type of striker that we're looking for.
1: He's a 10. <coughs> Excuse me.
2: Okay, so he's a 10, but George Savile's a 10 and he doesn't get put in there. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, what, I'll tell you what's more frustrating, Dan. Actually, is that how many bids have we had rejected? I've you know, this. How serious I, are we about buying a player?
1: Like, where I, I worked in Tunisia years and years and years ago, and I went to this market, and they were the biggest hagglers ever. I'm taking Steve Kavanagh there to get me some shit from a flat <laughs> because we are the original Weirish market hagglers, aren't we? Like, wouldn't it be nice if we just went right? there's your fucking money. Off we go. Yeah. But like it's always, but that's unfortunately, as as Hate said. You know, Berylson keeps digging us out of shit. We are not – we're a club, you know, and we're a business, but we're not either of those things that are running – we're run right. But what is going on? Why are we not running in the right direction? Why is the money fucking going down? Because that won't last forever.
2: You've got got—you've got to look at it in this situation where surely with Habib, Papa Guy and uh, Zane Fleming and Louis Sibley, Millwall surely – firstly, they've scouted them, obviously – um, then they've obviously contacted somebody at the club, you know, what do you value him at? What would he what would you sell him for? You know, they would be probably two natural questions, I'm assuming.
0: I don't uh, think they'd ask him how much to sell him for because the club would straight away go, Kent, like mate, you've got to get a bit of business savvy. He would go, Oh, three million quid.
2: Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I know what you're saying, but you know, <laughs> some sort of question along the lines of money, you would have to ask, surely. I I mean, I don't know, like I say, I'm not an agent, but um, but or is our valuation team not
0: very good yeah no i just
1: just think we're piss takers i think we're piss takers you saw that with him with um josh windass didn't you
0: but like as well not being funny maybe they're realists lots of players are massively overinflated these days especially Mm. at like these lower levels and teams want to try and get understandably especially with all the issues they've probably had with covid no one being in the stadiums or whatever to try and get as much as they can for these individuals. And if they look at Millwall coming in, they think, Well, there might be any other English championship teams that are going to come in and out-trump that bid because we know that actually Millwall will a bit hard-pressed. And yeah. if no one does come in this transfer window, we know that by the end of it, we will probably make a couple of those signs as we always do, you know, not in the final hour, but, you know, in the last couple of weeks and we'll try and do the, the business then if we can. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, so I was just looking at some of the comments there. Um, I mean, if we bid 150k, again, I would say that's a piss take. Or is that is that a masterstroke? Or we've got Bob O'Karski for, eventually.
0: And, yeah, and, and also, that would also come with signing on. Like, we'd say to Derby, okay, if he's a success, you'd get X amount of the sell-on money, which I think is what Wolves did with us and Jed Wallace. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's, you know, so people say 2 million from for Forest or whatever. But I'm sure some of that money would be getting kicked back to, to the black country.
1: Of course, as well. Derby a club in turmoil. So maybe strike while the iron is hot. Maybe it's true, but you know, we said it was probably the best day's work along with getting Sean Hutchinson for nothing that Gary Rowett, yeah. uh, sorry, Neil Harris ever did. What do we make of this? Cause once again, he's gone back to his old players like he did with yeah. Scott Malone, like he did with Mason Bennett, Benny uh Who else? Wrong There's more. The Keith Dunbeld, Evans, do you think it's... I'm just like... My mate says to me, fucking hell, there's other teams out there, mate. Come on. Or do you mm. think it's good? You know, obviously, when he's manager of Derby, simply would have been a youngster and coming through the ranks. So he obviously knows him. Do you think it's good business or do you think he's um, he's limited with his approach? And that's why we're now getting people out who I'm assuming is Harvey Bustle, um, the guy having a jolly up on all the fucking weekends away on the uh, Steins... I think if you if
2: you're getting Louis Sibley for 150k, then it's then it's a good bit of business. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, look, you, you know my my thoughts on, on Rowett. You, you, uh, he's always gonna, you're always gonna if you don't know, you go back to what you're comfortable with. That, that, that's exactly. Now, I'm not saying that. Say Rowett. I'm not saying that Sibley was about maybe when he was at Derby, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure he's probably got contacts with people that are at Derby and. You know, say yeah, he could be a bit of class. All the other players, you know, have worked under, worked under Rowett. Um We just, you're just sort of waiting for one to, to, to really bode well. And you are better off maybe making that gamble and going with Papa Habib guy and taking a chance.
1: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, flip that Fleming looks like a pro- he's got a proven track record. Um, I fi- I'm guessing that Fleming is the similar. T- I don't think we're going to get Sibley. Higuai and Fleming, but you got to think, well, oh, I like the look of this Fleming, but to play a player that scored actually against us for one-tenth one, one of the price? Yeah, something like that. In louis Sibley you got to probably say that one's worth a punt,
0: haven't you? Well, I mean, I, I, potentially. but I, I, I don't know. Again, it, it just, you know, these are the types of players that we end up Punting around because we, we, you know, we, we can't play the solid money like we got Forest on Saturday. They've already made three signings, they got the money yeah. to do it.
1: Begs the question as well. Super sorry, simply is very limited. Yawn, I would go overseas to Mr. Muscle. Uh, Fleming. Begs the question, you know, if he's that good, why a Derby, you a rock bottom of the division. I know they've had points in Duxie, but they would be much better off if they hadn't. We didn't send him for 150k, so always. It's, with with simply it's more of a gamble with this Fleming. I'm in my opinion it's a bit more concrete. The stats are there. He's got he's he, you know he's come from pedigree. He's as did George Evans and Ryan Sankilive. But you know for, yeah, I, don't, I don't know it's just, it's just the money situation again, isn't it? Right. There has been other. Oh, there goes Super Steve with some stats. If he scored sixty six goals in one hundred and twenty three games, I'm fucking going to drive out there and pick him up tomorrow. As a ten, simply scored seven in fifty-five. Hang on, Ken, you going to check that mac and cheese, Ken? <laughs>
0: I've just got to go and turn the oven down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Right,
0: I want to see this mac and cheese. To be fair,
1: yeah, I want to see it now. I want to actually. Have yeah, s- I need to see. I can't that. picture it. Do you think it's like a fish pie with like a crust on top? Or I think I think that's I what I
0: think. It, I just I can't. I mean, the smell of it for me would be enough.
1: Yeah. Well, you that, no good. Stick to, me and you will stick to the booze, right yeah. so, By the way, I've seen some. Thanks for everyone tuning in, by the way up to 213 people, nearly an hour and a half in That's risen beautifully since 50 um, At the start of the show I've seen some comments from other people By the way, that I've written down, we will incorporate um, The George Long thing Steve Lee's put in Someone asked about Lyle Taylor And of course, we'll do Forrest as well Can you to continue, or is that Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah Right, boys. You, yeah, we we'll to carry on for a bit then. Yeah, we've got four yeah. more points of interest. And first off, is some good news. I said he wouldn't come back to the club. Tells you what I know. Apparently, Daniel Ballard is recovering very well. Look, who it is, Ken? Not Daniel Ballard.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, Ken. Ken and Danny, who sometimes comes on the channel, have a little bit of a bromance. That's a private joke. Um, Daniel Ballard <laughs> could potentially be coming back shortly to the club after recovering. Swiftly from knee surgery, nothing but good news. That one, boys, is it? Ken?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's um, I think that is good news. We can't. I mean, Murray Wallace. I'd much rather have Murray Wallace, unfortunately, as a wing-back than what I would, Malone. Um, sorry, I agree with that. And unfortunately, with Pierce in there at the moment, we we'd have to put Murray Wallace in there. So if Ballard's coming back. Um, I think H said it actually um, right at the beginning about his three main um, defenders was to be Hutch, Cooper, and Ballard. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be really honest. I think that Cooper has had the worst season he's ever had in a yeah, Millwall shirt.
0: Yeah. No, no, I agree.
2: Um, and so when you're when you're looking at the moment, the only dis- defender solidly that we have is Hutch. Um, yes. Yes. At, I think yes. I, I love Wallace. I love Wallace. I really do, and I, and he would be my second choice. Um, but we definitely need Ballard back. We're screaming back for him.
1: Mm. We'll get on to team selections of Forrest in a minute, but it's an it's an interesting one, and I fully agree with. You know, I'm I'm falling out of love with Scott Malone. I backed him when he came back to the club, and he divided opinion, proving himself a bit more going forward than coming back, and that's why I think. Luck. Like, I'm pleased we don't play that one up top with two wide. And when we did, I said. He should play high and wide because he can't defend. I think he proved that Saturday, didn't he? But, um, yeah, Daniel Ballard coming back. Nothing but good news, H, is it? Could we buy him, boys, as well? Is it? Is it, oh. is it on the cars? I'm sure we all would. I thought he was really young. My battery's gone on my phone, but I think he's about 22. I don't think he's as young as I thought.
0: Yeah, he's played for Northern Ireland, hasn't he? Is it Northern Ireland under 20? Yeah. I think yeah. he's, made, he's made his debut as well. He has started he for is, them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yes, I mean, if we could if we could sign him, yes, for, and it's not ridiculous money. Yes, hundred percent, because he's a step up again, isn't he? You know, we talk about making this more of a, um, you know, more of a championship squad and strengthening. He he would be a massive step in the right direction. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's difficult. You know, I think it's difficult. People giving Scott Malone grief for getting skinned by a French under twenty one international. True. Really? Okay. I think I mean, he's a quality a player. I mean, it's what you know. He, he he did. He looked like Bambi on ice. Of course, he did. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's 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 difficult when you're playing against someone of of that potential quality who cost eight million quid. I mean, how much has Scott Malone worth? Like, you know, and I know we can't always make those comparisons, but I'll just say that in his defence. And also, we talk about Rowick being too defensive and then we get a player who likes to run on kick on and try and score goals and we're like, oh, but we need a better defender. Well, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it, boys. Um, There we are. Uh, You know, he scored some fantastic goals last season, but I don't think he he has been the same. Dan Bowd, yes, please, get him back. Um, I mean, the only, like, caution I'd put into that is... We still leaked goals. He played fantastic, but we still leaked goals when he was there.
1: Yeah, so I was sticking thumb up there to Christian Bastinelli, who's going to be tuning into the live stream against Forest on Saturday. People agreeing with Cooper. There was a point when people said, would you rather sell Jed or sell Cooper? And I said, I'd rather sell Jed. I mean, that no, doesn't know I've got a choice anyway. But, um... Yeah, he's it's been cool cool hasn't he? he scored
0: an absolute worldie, though. By the way, against Stryker. but again, like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to stick up for Cooper because he's had those two injuries, right? He had. He, he first of all, he played 119 games on Straight, the spin. Yeah. You are telling me that's not going to take it out of you at that level? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then he had what was it? A separated shoulder. He continued to play, and then he had another issue with his back or something. He's not been fit, so yeah, okay. You get you know, he's no, he's not been he's not been right this season. Got, but got, again, you know,
2: I've got a great question for you, H. If they if Arsenal turned around and said for a million you can have Ballard and we'll take Cooper, would you do it? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, fucking course. Yeah, yeah. The, no, yeah but the reason well, why well, I'm well, well, that that is, before, like, paint the ceilings.
2: No, no, no. Listen, the reason why I say that is because I think <laughs> Put I would I've got a lot of friends that are Arsenal fans and they they've turned around and said that, that Ballard is picked like they they're saying like he's the he's the next Tony Adams like they that's, think
0: That was a, my understanding.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. and I think I think he's he will be well out of our price range to buy him. Hmm. Um and I also oh, do think he's a he's a completely different class above what we've got and I, that's no offence to uh Hutchinson. Um, because say hutchinson's probably later on in his years but compared to where ballard is right now to to you know where we think he can be i think i think he'll be priced out of the market and i also think you're right about the scott Malone thing i i think he's defending his defending is is poor however i think that Alise will be well class I, I i really do i think i think he's a he's an amazing player and um he won't get put to his right, that quickly by any other player this season. Um, I don't think a Premiership defender really would have got close to him when he got skinned for, for his first goal. You know the first, the first goal he scored when he, um, yeah, he cut in. And that was quick. In. That was lightning.
0: So quick. Yeah, he he had cut in and taken the shot before I could move the beer from here <laughs> to there, and I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm still on the concourse. <laughs> That's an interesting one. But last contract expires this
1: summer. We get him on a free, and I'm not saying you boys are wrong. I'm not saying he's outstanding because I'd, I'd, I'd make him a record signing. I'd, I'd do everything we could to sign him. If we offered allegedly two to three million pounds for Jason Malumbi, I know it's a different position. I think he's fucking in their positions. Miles more effective for us and efficient for us being a defender as well. Why is he not already in the Arsenal first team if he's the next Tony Adams? If he's an all okay.
0: violent international, he's 22 years old, he ain't... So, I Dan, uh, if you look at his progression, he played at... uh who is it in Blackpool. League One? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was at Blackpool, got promoted with them, didn't want to stay there, wanted him to kick on a bit and be a bit closer to home, so he's come to Millwall. Perfect environment, you know, to go away and cut your teeth and do that kind of stuff and learn what it is to be a defender in the Championship at a decent level... And then come back at 23, and then start to maybe learn what it's like to be in the Premiership. That, yeah, I mean that uh, Steve Lee's what Steve Lee's just said. That that's my understanding that Dan Ballard he's already played international football for Northern Ireland. All right, it's only Northern Ireland, and obviously you know Saville can play for them, and all these other players that we think are terrible. But you know, yeah,
1: I'm they sure. almost qualified for the Euros. He's
0: he's got he's got a very very bright future ahead of him.
1: You got to affect. I think you have got to factor in as well. Like it would work at Millwall. I'm not saying he wouldn't work at Arsenal, but. How often do you see these premiership teams at that top end integrate homegrown talent? All right, Bakao Saka, all right, and Milt Smith-Rowe as well. But don't you think if Arsenal start progressing, fucking up, I just answered my own question, didn't I? Mikel Arteta would just go out and spend £40 million on a centre-back. I'm not saying he isn't up to it, but I'm saying he might not ever get that opportunity.
0: Then he'll go yes. to Everton or someone like that. Yeah, where he there's
2: will. a possibility if you if you know if they had yeah. someone like Jose Mourinho in charge, yeah. where he he won't give the youth an opportunity, yeah. um, and then but uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. If we got promoted this season, we might we might be in the um,
1: in the loop for him. But other than that, no. Yeah, Matthew Richards says surely a prem club. He's we've got to face it. He's a class above. All right. So the bad news is he's signed for us. As much as I'm trying to get him through the door, um, <laughs> but the good news is, imminently looks like he could be back for what some uh, of our things. Could be. Yeah. You said it, not for me, but there you go. Um, right, okay. So that's so. As I'm crossing more stuff off, I'm writing more stuff down, and Kenny's fucking macaroni over, <laughs> all, right. all right,
2: I'm on gas mark one, just keeping it warm.
1: Okay, you can know have it for right. breakfast tomorrow on, yeah. on a yeah. site, pull out a macaroni yeah. lobster cheese. That's well, right. We are, no, no, we are, we are ticking them off, boys. We are ticking them off. People asking in the comments, um, thoughts on Ojo this season. Now, I'll start because you come to the club, uh, sign on deadline day. Was you, was you streaming with me that night, Ken? You was on the stream that night, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, brilliant buzzing. Gary Rout apparently said to John Belson, We need someone else, I need this guy. We got him in. Um, He played one game against um, West Brom. Then he got ill, as we like to call it, or I just call it COVID because I had it. Um, Then he sort of didn't really, you know, it takes time to recover and that course it does, but he didn't really ever get back in. He was coming on in big parts. And then he got to the point a couple of about four weeks ago that I just thought, it's just fucking annoying me now. If he's that good, why is he still at Liverpool at 24? Is he? Something like that. I just thought he's been on loan everywhere. But he keeps getting contracts in Liverpool, which puzzled me. I then said, no, look, I can't have this guy. He's pulling out of tackles. And I think he must have watched Lions TV, mate, because since then he's had a rocket up his ass. And I think, don't get me wrong, we've changed formation as well and played a 10. I think he's been fucking outstanding. If he plays until the end of the season like he has in the last two, I'd do everything I could to sign him. What do you think, Ken?
2: Yeah, it's uh, again boils down to, in my opinion, Gary Rowett and and where he plays players on the pitch. Um, I think I think Ojo. I I was there at a West Brom game. I you've remember been what,
1: that. Sorry, Ken. You've been saying that for so long, haven't you? Oh, mate. Honestly, I, I, players, yeah, um, he doesn't play any of them in the right positions or formations. You've been saying honestly, it forever.
2: Me personally, I'd have Mill in the playoffs by now if I was manager. But you know it. I probably wouldn't, but what I'm talking about, like position wise and stuff like that, we he played actually. Funnily enough, I'm pretty sure he played on the right hand side against West Brom um, because he came. Uh, I remember him coming down the right hand side. Didn't he? Had, he had a shot on goal, didn't he? Um, yeah, which yeah to our left it was on the right. But he was he was lightweight. He didn't want to be on the ball really. Um, it, he plays so much better. On the ball, controlling play, looking for that pass into the likes of someone like Bradshaw. The pass that he gave a phobia in the in the in a couple of ga- couple of games. That is the type of player that he is. Where he collects the ball, he can turn and he can then travel. Um, yeah, it I, looks I as well with him as little bit.
1: It looks like similar to Conor Mahoney when they're on the ball. They look so calm and it just looks effortless what they're doing. Do you know hmm. what I mean? But you know what the biggest
2: problem is is that. He's doing exactly what George Savile could do, um, in that ten.
1: So no, I don't agree with that. I think they're different types.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the argument is, is that I I reckon that George Savile would score more goals in that position than I agree Ojo with that. Would. And Ojo is an our player, so my thing would be, what I'd rather do is I'd rather see George Savile in that ten, hmm. um, next season rather than hmm. signing Ojo.
1: Well, I think that I agree with some of what you said. I think they're completely different types of players. I think Ojo's one that will collect, try and run by the ball at his feet, uh, pick killer passes, maybe take players on. George Savile is a press high, turn them over, arrive late in the box type of player. H is not sure. I think he's going to disagree. And by the way, I, am, I loved Ojo the last two games. However, people, someone said their uh, final ball, which... When I think back, I don't remember him. He set up a he set up a penalty, brilliant. That was in that ten. He set Matt Smith up for the equal, uh, the first goal at uh, West Brom uh, Forest. Sorry, and he set up Bradshaw for one of the goals against Stoke. So we need more from him. It's all good, looking good on the ball and travelling nicely with it, but we need more end product. We need more assists. But I agree, Savile would definitely get more goals in that position. But I think he's a completely different type of player to Ojo. Um, like I said, his he, attributes to what Ojo's are. But yeah, you'd rather keep Savile, put him in a 10.
2: Yeah, because because I think that I think I think Saville's had a had an awful season. Um Sorry. how however again about that at all. Yeah. But again, I think he's had an awful season because of where he's playing. Um mm. you know, my my opinion is is he is a 10 and I think H said earlier he got 12 goals when he was playing in that position. I think he, this this season he could have easily got 12 goals again playing in that position uh, and probably five or six more assists. Um, and and all of a sudden, there's your 10 goals, H.
0: Exactly. Well, I'd love to see how many shots he's had this season because I bet it ain't many.
2: No, then, I've,
0: right. I haven't looked it up, but, you know, it's maybe some should. And that's Rojo. not, you know, no, Savile. No I, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't get Ojo. Um, I understand why Rowett probably tried to get him in. You know, he looked like one of those exciting players. He's got the word Liverpool near his name. You know, people get all uh, excited about that kind of stuff. I don't understand him. I hope I hope that he can start doing what he's been doing in the last couple of games and we get to see a bit more of that flair, I guess. So a bit more of that putting balls in or, or, or whatever it is that he's doing, you know. I, I tell you, the game that I'm going to judge him is um, Blackpool away, because if he starts, if he starts pulling out that kind of stuff when we're playing Blackpool in two weeks' time, okay, yeah, this 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 geezer can can probably cut it, and he's not. To me, it just doesn't look like he's hungry. Like he's someone that's trying to fight his way into that Liverpool first team, or even in, onto you know into the squad. You know, like you he know, must not, realise he's not getting near that. But well, so so is he fighting for a contract? Then what's he doing? I don't, I don't get. I
1: don't, I don't can't understand what do he's
0: it. doing. Just be he's,
1: him. Got, he's, he's got, he's got to have an unbelievable agent. He's doing what he's got to do. It's, it's the Liverpool side of it. There, why are they offering him contracts? He's twenty. Is he twenty-four? Steve, Steve, Phil, is he twenty-four? <laughs> is he twenty-four? Because he's not. You know, again. I'm a strong believer. If you're not in there early, get get the fuck out the door and get playing. I just, I
0: just look. I hope, again, I always say, this, I hope he proves me wrong, but I just don't get him.
1: Fair enough. All right. So look, if, if I, right here, right now, when I sign him? No, I'd be more interested no. in seeing what this Fleming's about. Because you know, we know that Ojo's. I don't think he's ever going to set the world right. That's why he's been on loan to Cardiff. That's why he's been on loan to Rain. He's fucking. He's had a lot of loans. You know what I mean? So I think he's yeah. just. He's just. Traveling around, these Wouldn't if you was Ojo? This is not re- not really a Millwall thing, but would you want to just go and take the money? Would you actually want to look back and go, do you know what? I played fucking two hundred games there. I played hundred and fifty games there. I had a I had a good go. Or would you just be sitting there going, I played in the reserves. I signed for Liverpool fifteen years and never kicked a football. Like, would you just be counting the money up? I, I want actually I go. And watch That's what I did in my career.
2: I think football's different now, though, isn't it? It's not, you know. Maybe 30 years ago, it was about the passion, the pride, what the the badge on your shirt. Whereas, mm. unfortunately, now it's about well, you know, if I can make a killing there, then I'll go. Um, you
1: know, I get that, but yeah, I know what you're saying,
2: if 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 Jed Wallace was offered 50 grand by Millwall and 50 grand a week by Nottingham Forest, he'd stay with Millwall. You'd like to think, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? Because it's then it's about passion and pride. But it won't be. It'll be about money, yeah. you know. And I get that you've got families to feed and stuff like that. But you know, I could probably feed my family for sixteen grand a week.
1: I was about to say you for sixteen <laughs> grand a week. Look, you know, at a push, you know. I used to have I used to have, a, I used to have a, I don't know, when I was a builder. I earned I good money, but not not even to that. It's ex- nowhere near that extent. But You can only eat fucking one sandwich at fucking the cafe. Can't you? You can only fucking sleep in one bed. Like, how much money do you fucking well, need
2: exactly? I mean, I, mean, yeah, you're yeah, in, I mean, unless you're eating lobster, crayfish, and crab
1: mac and cheese every day, <laughs> you are fucking living it, mate. You are <laughs> absolutely living it. There is, yeah. Um, Ojo carries more threat. Um, Savile should play behind Ojo, Sav attacking midfield. Uh, no. Imagine, wait, take that to Rowick, see how far you get with that. CBO 1885. Sav should play in behind Ojo, Sav attacking mid. And Ojo at ten, well, attacking mid is
2: a ten. I, th- I think that I think that you you need to put someone like Savile. That, that's that's when, for instance, you wouldn't mind still having a phobia there. I don't think you know if you had someone like Sav- Savile behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was so dangerous when he played with us before playing in that ten. He scored goals. He created opportunities.
1: Um, he just seemed to arrive. He had that knack of just arriving in the box. As yeah, was, which is what like, attention. Similar to Kale did. Kale arrived at the right time and scored headers, didn't he? Savile yeah. just arrived at the right time, just like fumbled one in or, or whatever. But like Steve says there, that is, that is, I know H will say, and rightly so, you know, that he's not playing that position. And he hasn't, to be fair to, to, to Savile, since we've gone to two up front and started playing Ojo and a 10, we haven't given Savile that reign, have we? The only time I remember him scoring his season where he arrived late in the box was in the was it in the Carabao Cup or in one? Yeah, is it Cambridge?
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, you
1: arrived late. Like, I was you know at,
0: I, I I was at the Cambridge game, but I, it was so tediously boring. I don't really remember much yes. about it, to be honest. Do
2: you know what? Right, I think we, we've got to address just quickly.
1: Go on. Um, and, uh, I was trying to wrap it for uh, your uh, sake. It's not mine. I and, ain't got and and I know. You, I know
2: you don't like me talking about it, but it's the biggest problem we have. And they talk about creating opportunities is because we have two midfielders in our in our team that are playing as CDM's. Yes. Um yes. and
0: you see that Mitchell, against Palace. Yes. Yeah.
2: Billy Mitchell is never going to be allowed to to show his full potential so what he does is he get he does what he has He's to be very good. Well. Yes. Yeah, gets the ball, yes. retains it, sticks it wide, done. Right, that's why he has one of the highest pass pass rates um in the league because he gets the ball Drops it off. That's what his job is to do, right? George Savile again, flitters about, usually has the pressure off of him because Billy Mitchell's doing such a good job. But attacking-wise, and we have a 10 that most of the time doesn't really know what he's doing, you know, might find himself on the wing that side, find himself on the wing that side, right? That's why we don't create opportunities. Kifton Bell, when we played um, the uh, first part of the season, QPR, remember, first game, he was... Absolutely sensational.
0: Yes. You no, had,
2: no. I think it was Billy Mitchell, wasn't it, that played with him? So, so. Yeah, so you had Kifton Bell sitting. No. And it wasn't. Who was it?
1: Why, no. Oh, Why no. didn't it come off the bench? Sorry, Billy. It was Savile.
2: It might it have been Savile. Yeah. So you've got Kifton Bell covering. Savile can then flitter about and push forward. And and that's what we're missing. We're, we're, we're missing yeah. the creating from midfield. Because Rowett is making them play too deep. Mm. That's And thinking. we
1: Well, we've had that, we had, that. That. Yeah, yeah. We had that chat. I can't disagree exactly with
2: that.
1: Yeah, we had that chat. I disagree with that exactly that the other day. Right, moving on. Finally, okay, to Forest on Saturday. I know on Saturday. Well, I don't know. In my opinion, I think I'm going to be fucking going mad at full time, <laughs> and not in a good <laughs> way, yeah. because I don't think that Rowan's going to go right. You show me what you can do. Go and be that intense against Forest. Press them high. And by the way, we'll have more of the ball against Forrest. and we'll have more opportunities against Forrest. Go out there and give exactly what you've got. Press high. Get in their faces. Let's fucking, you know, try and play in their half. Keep, pin them in their half and try and go for the win. I think we're going to go back to exactly what we used to do or what we do do under Rowett. We're going to sit back. We're going to let them attack. And when they score, then we'll go and score one. Of course, Rowett, hang on. Teams score... And then we go, all right, well, we're now we'll go and score. So we can score. So why don't we just score first? That's what I don't get. But people in the comments as well, a good thing as well. And I, I did mess this up, by the way, in my um, preview. So I need to find a way to rectify that. But that's my problem. Steve Lee said earlier, George Long, is he in line to replace He has Ken? A long time ago, yep. you said, I'd say you, you should be the manager. You're not 78 Colts or whatever they're called. You should be the manager. What are they called?
2: Uh, I'm a manager of Otford. I don't know where you got Seven Oaks from. But yeah, oh,
1: Shout out yeah. to Otford under whatever they are. Under 12s. 12. Under 12s. <laughs> I was just guessing his age now. I, went I was right there, Went not I? 11. Uh, yeah. Otford under 12s. You should be manager of Mule. You said you like uh, George Long. Yeah, um, so I'm,
2: I'm a big, big fan of Bart. Big fan of Bart. I think course. he's been a, fan, he's a fantastic shot stopper. And again, I'll get a load of crap for this, but I never really thought he was a Fantastic goalkeeper. Um, I think his positioning is great, but I think he's very, um, you have to be careful with him getting that ball in and around his feet. He can't move his feet that quick, mm-hmm. as quick as what he could maybe a couple of years ago. He can't get down, and he's starting to do a little bit of George, uh, George, Jordan Archer esque. And what I mean by that is that he sort of dives after or he doesn't even bother sometimes now. Yeah. Um,
1: As see has said, he's done nothing wrong And he hasn't, right, and he's been yeah. back-to-back Now of the season, and it's a fucking Absolute masterstroke getting him, especially He's got no kneecaps so yeah. yeah. But eventually Like David Ford Age does start To creep in, and he's 34 yeah. I
2: And I think it is Dan, I think it is um, You know I, I don't think I don't necessarily think he'll be our number one Next season
1: Mm-hmm. And no, if he think,
2: is, then no, he definitely won't be the season after.
1: Well, I think I think he got an extra year, didn't he, which was next year. So, I think next season, might, you might... Know, George Long played in the cup because Gary Rowett said in the press, I think it was at News at then said, you know, George Long, we made a promise to George that when he signed, he will be playing in those games. Because he doesn't play for the 23s ever, by the way. And mm. Frank Fielding used to. Do you know what I mean? So, so I think when he was fit... Um, I think he's a great goalkeeper. I'm hearing he's really good in training. He's obviously fantastic with his feet, which is a massive thing for goalkeepers these days. So, look, Bart's our number one. I don't dispute that. And he's been fantastic for us. But I think bringing Long in to play these games eventually will, you know, you'll see the integration eventually, the transition, and Bart will drop out. But not, i saying now, but I, feel, I fully expect by the end of next season, um, Bart will probably yeah. leave and George Long to be number one. But he's a, he's a unit. Uh, looks good. But
0: I like him. H, yeah, it's done nothing wrong as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with, with anything that's been said. And actually, Tommy's made a really good point there. Yeah. He's a, I think his distribution is average. I think he's, he's had some fantastic like shot stopping moments here and there. Um, some actually unbelievable saves where you look back and go, how has he kept that out? Um, but all goalkeepers can do that, right? You know that's that's something we've 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 had a good pedigree over the years of of, of goalkeepers. Certainly, the time I've been watching them, with a few um, exceptions. So, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I could live with that, definitely. Mm.
1: Right, of course. Saturday brings not in a forest to the ground uh, to the den. And I'll ask you both what you think, how we think we should approach it, or and how we will approach it. But before we get onto that, of course, Jeb Wallace hasn't played this year. OK, a lot of people asking about Lyle Taylor in the comments. I don't personally think that's got any legs. I did actually ask you, H, didn't I, before the show, um, what the crack horses was that, because I've been really busy today. But Jed hasn't played this year. Of course, the transfer window's open. People are going, oh, Jed's conveniently injured. Now, I don't believe he's doing that to get out the door before he has to play again. You know, I, I think he's more honest than that. However, of course, with the rumours of not in a forest, is it likely that Jed might not play on Saturday and then leave for forest? who we've then played twice and he won't have to see us again this season? Or am, am I, 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 I forging fake opinions in my mind?
0: If, if yeah.
1: Go on. Sorry, H.
0: I was just going to turn that on his head and say, does he get back in the team? There's a serious question after Palace. Right.
2: Yeah, that's good,
1: not a bad good point. Shout.
2: That's a good, point. A good I, point. I also, I think that if I was Jed Wallace, after he's, you know, he's, he's given a lot to our club and um, he's also very passionate... With the fans, isn't he? QPR. Remember when we had QPR, and he come running over to the fans. He is always, always at note one of the players that will always come over to on away games and you know clap the clap the fans, etc. If I was Jed Wallace and I was going to Nottingham Forest, I would go after we've played Nottingham Forest. Um, mm. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to face it. that's just maybe just me as a person, but it would be a lot easier for him, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. H, what do you think? And also you did tell me before the show that this loyal ta- I mean, loads of people have been asking, but this Taylor thing is bollocks. Yeah, I, I've seen I read exactly
0: what, what, what Josh is saying there, exactly what I read on Twitter. Cowley said no, there's there's no there's been there's been no link or discussion about Taylor as far as he's aware from, from the club's point of view. So that yeah. sounds like that's not that's a non goer. Um, I mean, Taylor scored four goals in no three goals, I think, in eighteen games for Forest. Uh,
2: he's not season. a great striker, is he? And he's a, he has a horrendous attitude, doesn't he? His his attitude is poor. I mean, look at what he done at Cheltenham. He refused. Yes, to play.
0: yes, yes, exactly, exactly. He's yeah. not the kind of the kind no. of influence we need, and you know. Yeah, can
1: look. If you're for you female fans
2: in Oxford? Do you know Johnny D? <laughs> well, I don't know Johnny D. I might know you. I, I live right next to Oxford.
1: But he's not going to say exactly where. Don't want anyone around his house.
2: <laughs> oh, no, no, uh, a
1: few points in the ball, Otford, Kenny.
2: That's right. Yeah, literally around the corner from me. I've had Where's a few the one I went
1: to, to that you front. sent me an RT? Where was that? That was all
2: right. That was the Rosen yeah. Crown, I think. Oh, well, the conservatory
1: on the on the on the <laughs> side. Right, yeah, yeah. I How's think it that's
2: it right, is. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Rosen Crown. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Trev, good to see you. I actually thought about you, Trev. Thinking, I always think about regulars I ain't been in for a while. I think I've upset them, but. Good to have you back, sir. Right, so boys, finally, Forrest, How did, would you approach it, and how does Rowett do you think he'll approach it?
2: Then I'm then I'm lost, sir. As you know, I, I'm not going to the games at the moment just because it, it it makes my head explode and I can't and I can't um, do it. it. If you're asking me to, what team will Gary Rowett pick? I don't know. If you're going to ask me what I think the score will be, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can guarantee well, you... for
1: Saturday in the comments, gone Ken. Sorry. <laughs>
2: the only thing I can guarantee you is the formation. Yeah. And so that's it.
1: We we sort of got away from his free at the back, at home, but now we've gone two up front. He sort of snuck it back in without people really noticing, yeah. hasn't he, H?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, and, and the problem, like, I I think. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a two one game, and I think it, that could go either way. If you look at Forest, their form schizophrenic. If you look at our form, it's schizophrenic. If we play like we did against Palace, I think we've got a great chance of of of, of defeating them. Um, but they, you know, they they have some random results. I mean, you know, they 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 beat Swansea away four uh, one, then they lose at Borough, then they lose to Huddersfield. Uh, You know, then they beat Arsenal. They've also got Derby coming up next week. And I'm not saying that's a factor in the modern professional era. But, you know, when you've got a big Derby and that is their big Derby. Derby is their big Derby, obviously. Um, They might have half an eye on that maybe, but they've got 2000 fans coming down. Like we say, you know, Steve Cooper, who, let's face it, is not going to win any beauty competitions, is he? He's trying to get his team to play some attractive football because that's, you know, all he can to. I'm, I'm being, I'm being honest there, you know. Um, if but I don't know. I've got no idea what the team's going to be. But I mean, yeah. Just no. but, well, but do you think Rowett?
1: Okay, team, so, the, uh, we, I mean, you know. so I mean, do you think <laughs> Rowett would bear in mind? I think in his mind. He, 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 he takes nothing from the game against Palace, in my mind. He doesn't go, well, do you know what? We pressed the Premier League club higher. We was high intensity. You know, it was in their faces. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll go and do that against Forrest. And we'll have more joy with it because they're not at the level of Palace. I'm not incorporating their goalkeeper in that, by the way, the fucking goal we give us, But we're going to get more chances. We're going to be more lively. and We could turn them over. I think he's going to go, no, 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 no. Three at the back, two wide men. Try and see what we can nick out the game. How about Zamp the Lion? That's what I was laughing at. 1-1 one, one, and Jets are going with him on the team coach. <laughs> yeah.
0: Get, get on some. on Paddy great.
1: That. Shout out to James Bond. You're going for 3-1, the Bradshaw hat-trick. Well, I'll back, I'll back the Bradshaw, but not to, to that extent. I Can't mean, I mean right. the
0: other thing as well is, is that they, you know, Forrest have been playing the same formation as us. So,
1: I think I it's it got it yeah, it, I'm it. not going to say what has got written all over it, because I've got a preview show going up at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, so... I won't spoil that predictions, boys. You said two one either way. Which which way?
0: Millwall two one Millwall.
2: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a solid one all draw.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, he's been scoring that. fucker. I'm not. I'm not talking about Bradshaw. I'm talking about grabbing. He scored three in his last five. Scored against Arsenal, didn't he? Just before we wrap it, because we are two hours deep now, and Kenny's Kenny's cremated his dinner. Um People asking in the comments. We will wrap up this because nearly two hours deep, and I've got to let you boys get on, even though we're randomly still growing in numbers. People saying about Alex Pierce. We've not mentioned Alex Pierce. He's been outstanding in the last few games. Has he? <laughs> I, think, um, I think he's surprised. I don't think we expect him to play again. We always say he's an expensive cheerleader. I, I do really agree are. that he's been. Um, he's been decent. I think
2: we've we, we've been yeah I agree with that. He definitely is doing his best. I think that we were very we've been very lucky in the games that we have played that they haven't played to his disadvantage.
0: I completely agree.
2: Yeah, I, I, com-
0: I-, I completely agree. I saw his name on the team sheet and and look um you know yeah look here we go um on on Saturday and I was thinking going into the game we could we could easily lose this three or four I've seen us lose at home to Palace four one you know, the year we went down and that. Yeah. Um, and it was very close to being 3-1, wasn't it? They hit the post or, or, or and whatever. But uh, I just assumed, but you know, he surprised me, but even then, you know, he was kind of hanging in there with his fingernails yeah. at times. It's, like, you know, it's petrified. Like, uh, yeah, it was every time the ball went up there. But, he, you know, he, it's it's making it work by hook or by crook. But, oh, I'll tell you what, yeah, I, I'm not sure i have a more solid uh, muscle back in there.
1: Mm, the mountain right boys I'd love to keep you longer but I've had you two hours Um, so yeah the numbers are still growing as well up to 221 but it's been that's been our best show yet so far I think it's flowed really well no internet uh, disruptions I want to try and do this a bit more regular but if we do it more regular we can't you know we don't have as much to talk about but maybe we'll do it next week because hopefully there'll be some actual transfers through the door yeah
2: I'm always so, free. like but-
1: Always free. Age, you're always free.
0: If it's a Wednesday, obviously, because you've got the No One Likes us Talking podcast that goes out on a Friday. So we record that on a Thursday. If anyone wants to tune into that, it's uh, available on all good podcast uh streaming channels as well.
1: Cheeky bastard. Yeah. Check the no one <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the No One Likes this one. Yeah, no. on it's okay. That tongue, but all right, boys. Well, thanks a lot. Really enjoyed it, and hopefully um, we'll be chatting next week after three points against Forest and some players through the door and Jeb Wallace on a five-year contract. Sound good? <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Bundles of that.
1: Nice one. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions!